Vénganse, vénganse, vénganse. Vamos a jugar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a cantar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a llorar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a fumar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a jugar hoy, hoy, hoy. People of the world, welcome to another episode on this frequency. We are your hosts. I'm Natalie. We have Ricky Lee in the pink. In the pink. She is preparing for a permanent makeover and behind the camera we have raymond andrew taking care of our sound today no ray cam today no ray cam today no ray cam but i've been replaced with a better guest (laughs) (laughs) as you can see on our left side we have stephanie padilla's avatar her name is bertha she is bertha the bear oh bertha the bear welcome stephanie how are you doing girl welcome stephanie Hello. <laughs> Bertha's got a nice soft voice. Hi. <laughs> and actually, welcome everyone in the chat for joining us again. Our regulars, yes. we love you, Vinny, Amy. Yes. Love Thank you guys. You guys. So Yay. So if you are listening to the audio version of this episode, we would like to invite you to watch our live stream show on Twitch every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. There's always a different experience when you can see our hand gestures, our body language, our guest that is here. That's twitch.tv forward slash on this frequency. So happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday. So I'm super excited to have this guest here today. Um, This is somebody that I've been trying to have on for the last year. Um, She is somebody that I went to high school with, A.B. Miller. Fontana. That's Fontana, right? Fontana, yes, (laughs) yes. Um, Stephanie is a, a photographer, and she's somebody that has just this incredible, incredibly... She's just a big source of knowledge, and she. Anytime I have a conversation with her, I'm left feeling like motivated, and also what the hell is happening in the world, and also like, wow, I need to talk to her again because I need more information. I feel like you're just a big source of knowledge. Do do you would you agree with that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she's also someone that's really shy. By the way, she this is like her first time doing anything live like this, right, Seth? Right. Do you, okay, so I want to just dive in and ask why the the need to bring in an avatar and not show your face. What avatar? That's really me. <laughs> okay, can you, um, can you expand on that? Yeah, um, wow, okay, I sound pretty loud. Okay, um, hi everyone, hello world. This is being broadcasted. Anyone in the world could hear this. Yes, yes. Um, Amy, Vinny. We got a couple people. Severe's in here. Yes, I can see that. Yeah. So what do you think about having yourself online like this? Um, I think it's really strange. Uh Um. I mean, I've been on the internet for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember AOL mm. and the chat rooms. I think that was, what, early 2000s, maybe? 
even late 90s, I think. Late 90s, right? yeah. Hey, well? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I... It was 90s. <laughs> it was 90s? Okay. It was 90s. <laughs> but I was active on those chat rooms in the early 2000s. I was already very engaged, I think, with the online world and talking to a bunch of strangers and just entering random chat rooms and just typing in ASL. Who are you? Yeah. Do you have any pets? <laughs> yeah. Did you have, like, I remember, um, because I used to also be on AOL like that, and it's funny, did you ever have, a like, a profile that you would make with funny characters and colors, and and you would basically put where you're from, what you do, or your fun activities, and age, is the, the whole ASL thing, right? Yeah, I I don't. You could do that on AOL. Have a little like profile. a profile. I remember it. Maybe I wasn't that advanced. Oh, okay, I was just well, kinda... I wasn't a whole other thing then. Do <laughs> you guys any... still have your AOL emails? I do. Mine is NatalePalmares <laughs> at AOL.com. I actively use it. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I would. I use you. it for I'm my um, um. I use it for all of my like junk mail. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Because I have. Wow. I mean, it's active. Do you have it? No, yeah, I'm still super surprised you have yeah i am an aol user yes but (laughs) i know that i'm totally aging myself a little bit huh yes so i i have a a question in particular so you're 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 nervous it's scary for you right so why'd you agree to do this because natalie is a really great friend and you all seem like really cool people so that's one reason um the other reason um, is that I think, I don't know, the types of conversations that me and Natalie have had have been pretty interesting. And mm-hmm. I always think that um, maybe there are other people too who would mm. want to hear these ideas and sort of my background and um, how I think about photography, mm-hmm. um, I think might be valuable to, you know, other people. So I want to say that I a thousand percent thank you for doing that because I know what it's like to jump into an uncomfortable space where you're like, this can't possibly be it. Why am I here? Should I have regretted it? Like, I know what that feels like, but to be able to still push through that because you do have an important message to share. Like I honor that and I thank mm-hmm. you for, for doing that. I know that it's, that it's challenging. Mm-hmm. And I don't know much of the conversation that you guys have had. Other than just little gems that Natalie will drop here and there. And I'm like, yeah, the world does need to know some of this, mm-hmm. some of this stuff. And I always, re- like, the world is the people around us. The little network that we have mm-hmm. amongst us. That is our world. And that's how... So this is good. I'm really glad that you're here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a very different experience, experience watching you guys on YouTube versus actually being... You watch us on YouTube? Yeah. <gasps> we have a fan. <laughs> being here in the things. studio, it's like totally different. Um, yeah. It is. Yeah. Well, it we is, hope so. that you're comfortable and that you're in, you know enjoying the vibe here because we this is like our little home it is it is our home and and also so you are an author you wrote a book you wrote a book that's what i shoot like one day i hope in life i'll be able to to write a book so tell me what made you to what what made you decide to write a book and what is this book about in a nutshell um well i think saying that you wrote a book is a pretty um it's a major deal. It's a major deal, which I, I really don't think I, I wrote a book. I mean, there's hardly... Is there a physical copy of this? Yeah, it's, it's in She's the works. She's holding it. She's holding it. It's a book. It's in the works. Yeah, sure, it's a book, but um, 
there's not a lot of, um, you know, things that I personally wrote. Um, but yeah, there's, there's text in there. Um, and yeah, this is sort of what I'm working on right now, this book. And the book at heart, what is it, what is it addressing? Um, so this idea for this, um, book came about a year ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, it actually started when I was invited to be a co-teacher at a photography, um, classroom back at our, um, me and Natalie's old high school. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, this was all, um, you know, after finishing, grad school I used to live in um Rhode Island on oh, the wow. east coast for two years there and um and then I you know once I graduated from there I still have this um interest in working with or understanding how younger people understood photography and how it's impacting them especially today that we're just sort of like inundated with images like we wake yes. up we see a bunch of images like there's just a lot of images and and it's um having an effect on us and especially um I think the younger um generation you know yeah. um and so basically I just um thanks to Natalie found out that our um photography teacher from high school is still currently teaching he's been there for over 25 years now oh wow mm. and so I basically just reached out to him on Instagram because Natalie, you know, um, told me that he has an Instagram account. I'm like, what? That's crazy. So um, I just went into the DMs, <laughs> sent, sent a DM and said, hey, this is uh, Stephanie, one of your former um, students from a long, long time ago. And I, I just, um, you know, finished grad school and went through this whole photography degree. And I'm just curious to see if, if I can step foot in your classroom and just um talk to your students mm -hmm. really um about right you know why are you taking this class um why do you think it's important to take pictures um just all these questions um i mean it's, it's a it's a, a little bit of a lengthy story i guess on on the origins of this book but this is the the very beginning and basically i was there for about three or four months mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. yeah kind of full-time, all day, oh, six periods, over 120 students. Um, and I asked them a lot of questions and a lot of their responses they, they wrote down. And I thought a lot of the things that they said were really interesting um, and sort of revealing as to how they um, think about images and how it's affecting them, this sort of like mental health um, landscape. So... I, I had all these, all of their responses and I thought I, I, I want to share, you know, find a way on how I can let other people know, um, what these students have said. And I didn't have the idea to, to create this book until maybe like six or seven months after that experience. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so right now it's, uh, it's in its second draft and I'll have the third draft, I think next week. And I'm hoping to have like the final version sometime next month. That's really so. exciting. Was there a universal message that everyone kind of said that really stood out to you? Um, let's see. I don't know. I think it was definitely a, a mixed bag, I'd say mm. it was. Um, and I think that's what I 
found really interesting too, because, you know, some students would say, like one of the questions that I asked them was, um, do you think media like podcast, movies, mm-hmm. um, photos, books, et cetera, et cetera, um, have an influence on you? Mm-hmm. And there were some students that felt very strongly about, no, of course not. I get to choose, mm. you know, what kind of thoughts I have. Mm. I get to decide everything. Like, I'm in control of all my thoughts and feelings, and I have no influence whatsoever. Interesting. And then there were other students who were like, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> we got, like we're just complete blank canvases. And anything, any type of media that we absorb, we sort of become, and it starts to have influence. influence. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And then there's... Um, a bunch of other questions too. So yeah, Universal, maybe in their drawings, because I asked them to, to make some drawings too, if, um, you know, uh, rather than writing to kind of express themselves, I asked them to, um, you know, if, if you don't want to write um, your response or how you feel, try drawing or just, just find any anything else that can sort of um, convey your thoughts and feelings. And so some of them drew pictures and a lot of them drew themselves um, just sleeping. Mm. Like I asked them how how they were doing, or if mm. they if um, if they would rather be somewhere else right now. And a lot of them would just draw themselves on the bed, like in when bed. You, when you showed me that, I was <laughs> hold on. In you shock. said a lot. Yeah, of them. Most, the majority yeah. of yeah. the photos are yeah stick people. The students drawing themselves on a bed yeah. and then the most shocking thing of all was that not only were they on the bed they were on their phones they drew a phone no. on the yeah. bed and themselves <laughs> sleeping yeah. so, that was so sad to me i could not believe the overwhelmingly amount of students that drew that i almost thought like stephanie did you tell them to draw <laughs> all of this like everyone together like was this like a group thing but clearly it wasn't right well, I, I did ask the entire classroom to... Uh, to draw it. Yeah, to either draw or, or, or write their responses. But the ones that did draw were mm-hmm. the ones that were, yeah, draw this bed. And I think I want, I want to add for context mm-hmm. um, and yeah. just so that people know, when I had told you about um, the photography teacher and uh-huh. you going to the high school and trying to see, you know, what you could find there, I definitely expected that photo class was still going to be photo when we went to to Mm -hmm. high school where there was a black room and you can go and develop your photo and be able to use the chemicals and do all that yeah that's not what it is anymore no not not at ours anymore no it's completely gone and so then I was like well then what the hell happens in photography class right like so what does happen in photography class because this wow. is an elective in art class something that you're supposed to be creative in yeah what does um what does uh, the photography teacher teach now yeah so do you remember when we had to like you know select our electives and yeah all the art classes there's you know you could choose from ceramics yeah there was like carpentry carpentry uh, masonry Mason, oh yeah, yeah. It's Mason, you remember Mason? Graphic design, mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. Was then, there homemaking back then? Yeah. There was, yeah, there was. I was, yeah. yeah. I'm not that old. I didn't Yay. take that. I, I took, yeah, I did. Did you? Oh, yeah, I made this giant, ugly blanket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that blanket. I remember a whole, 
You know what? That w- I I was actually salty about that because I would see everyone with yeah, their crafts, caring. and I was like, "Why the hell can't I?" I want a blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And okay. I never got to take it. But anyway. Yeah. So. And and then there was a photography class, you know. Yeah. And that photography class, um, at that time when we were there, um, had a functioning dark room mm-hmm. and all the chemicals and you know mm-hmm. film photography yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was so much fun it's considered now that. you know an, an older thing to do um but that was you know digital photography was just sort of rising at that time um and yeah and now it's i mean there's i, I i'm i i, I want to i hope that there's still some dark rooms <laughs> i hope ex- so too that yeah. exist and yeah some public, um, another public to, high schools. There you have know? to. It's on a historic area. Rest in peace, an old um, yeah. boss and mentor of mine. He used to say that a picture was not a photo until you actually printed it and it was a tangible mm. thing. Mm. Like, it doesn't count if it's not printed. Okay. Yeah. So when I first went into the dark room and he was sort of like showing um, just, you know, how to make prints and yeah. how to develop film, I, I still remember that day when um you know the, the chemicals like you, you you insert this like sheet of blank sheet of paper yeah, into the tongs right yeah into this liquid this clear liquid that just looks like water mm-hmm. and then this image just appears out of nowhere and i thought that was like the coolest thing and i was yeah. like what is this and yeah. um so yeah that's that's a very special moment i think that kind of um i guess made me interested in just pursuing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but now it's, it's digital photography. And so there's just, um, these like individual, I mean, you should probably go and check it out. It's totally different. It's not even in the same classroom anymore. They, they moved he, it. They had to, yeah, he had to go somewhere else, but now it's just That's like sad. these individual desks and mm. they just use, um, laptops, the, the oh. MacBook or what is it? The Chromebook. Oh, okay. oh yeah. And they don't have, they don't even have Photoshop or like, it's, it's a very <laughs> like take notes and that's it. Cause that's what a Chromebook really is. That's main function, right. Is just I, for like note taking. It's not really anything more that you can do with. I don't, I, can't, I, I mean, you, at least that's how they sell it. You, so there, there's no, like, there's no type of processing at all. No. No. Like not even Nothing. digital processing. Yeah. There's no creativity in photography. At this point, I mean, <laughs> there, there is. Um, they they have this assignment, this like portrait assignment, and um, <laughs> these other assignments where they do get to be creative and wear like props and costumes, <laughs> and they have that does not count, you know. And you know, that's that's some creativity there, um, mm. you know, creating the photo. Mm. But then once they take the photo, it's you know that's it, and then they just sort of upload it and turn it in for an assignment and forget about it oh okay um i just want to highlight um la amy that referencing that that whole process sounds so sterile yeah (laughs) it's so cringy it it really it does make me feel like yeah y'all really missed out on the good stuff you know it's kind of like how you were saying in the last episode you know you want to be able to feel it and touch it and smell it. it and now it's just like oh click all right. Yeah. We're I, done. It's funny. The the darkroom process sounds sterile. I think just pulling up your phone and pushing a button, that's extremely... No, that's sterile. Oh. That, that, yeah. That, that is the process sterile. now. Not mm-hmm. yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No. Well, especially if they're not using the... Like the 
the digital processing, right? Because like when you do, when you do any type of um, processing on the like on a MacBook or mm-hmm. however, mm-hmm. there's still like the dodging and burning concept is exactly the, the dodge and burn. Dodge and burn. Yeah, it's the same concept as you would do when you're developing film. Mm-hmm. So there's like this big notion that people don't understand, like, because mm-hmm. um, I shoot both, right? I'll shoot film and I shoot digital. But a lot of people don't understand that there's actually it's the the process is exactly the same, meaning when you go to develop and then you scan, mm. even the process before you scan on how you develop is very similar to as if you were to do a digital process. Like if I took a regular digital camera and I went about shooting a photo shoot and then I shot the same photo shoot with the film camera, the the amount of time that you allow that film to develop the processing to it mm. it's the same thing like so even when people say like it's straight out of camera like it is but there's still an editing process involved when you're developing film mm. right right and so there, there's there's different avenues to it yeah where people don't understand and i think if they were to involve both sides of it i think that would be dope but it sounds like what you're saying is they don't even they don't even like integrate the two right at all so it's just like like how you're saying, like if they're just using Chromebook, like Chromebook, there's Chromebooks are like web-based computers, so there's yeah. no way of actually learning how to even digitally enhance a photo. Mm. Yeah, where's the fun in that? Okay, but there's no. But there has to be some benefit. Like, what what would be the potential pros to doing it like the way it's being done now? It's faster. Okay. Well. So with with Photoshop, a lot of the the I guess settings and tools that are in Photoshop actually come from the darkroom. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, dodge and burn. Um, mm. That's a technique that you could use in Photoshop that was actually you know goes back to the darkroom, and it's just basically um, you know you take this brush and you just select areas of the picture that you want darker and lighter. That's yeah, pretty much the dodge and burn. Uh. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a lot to learn still in photoshop mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. it's getting pretty crazy too with photoshop well um, there's yeah. there's different so there's adobe has a really good system right where mm-hmm. they have photoshop but they also have um mm. lightroom uh-huh. me personally i prefer lightroom i think like the big misconception when people use photoshop is like i could put natalie's face on the bear's body and yeah. like that's that's initially <laughs> yes. that's what, what what when people speak of photoshop like it's that type of enhancement mm-hmm. to where for me when i use lightroom lightroom is for me very similar to the process of developing film you because said lightroom lightroom Light? yeah. okay. so it's that's yeah. exact in in that um, aspect of again like if you want because so with film you can't there's like there's as far as like saturations and shit like that, like that depends on the film. In Lightroom and, and Photoshop, you could actually do that there. You yeah. can you could mm. manipulate it. Okay. Right. So w- with with doing that in Lightroom, Lightroom is more. I would say, would you agree? Is like the tr- more traditional route of how photo developing is with actual like negative and positive film slides. I mean. I use Photoshop mostly. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rare when I use Lightroom. Uh, so I don't... I mean, okay. I, I think Lightroom feels a little bit easier, more intuitive to there, use. So I, there's no layers. 
in in Lightroom. Uh, so how right. Photoshop uses layers, uh-huh. where you could like you could manipulate um, double exposures. Mm-hmm. You can't do a double exposure in Lightroom. So Lightroom mm-hmm. is basically what it's saying. It's just like being able to Light. adjust shadows and adjust okay. the contrast. And so, so a lot of those things you can manipulate in the actual photo, right? Mm-hmm. Is is very similar to what you would do with, with film, mm. you know. So, Adobe again, they've done a good job of being able to process that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's unfortunate that some of these like educational systems aren't even Using allowing. That. Yeah, they're not even allowing them to. To like Use come either combine the two, digital. yeah. Because yeah. even if you if you start off with digital, mm-hmm. you will still figure out the concept, and then once you. If you decide to go back to film, mm-hmm. then with film, at least you could say, hey, I know what, what this is. Like what Stephanie was saying was like, hey, we could dodge and burn this. We yeah. Could, you know, like you understand like the basics and then yeah. you're able to carry it. In, but just the processing is different. I wish they would, you know, because then I start thinking, well, where would they find to take such class? And then you think, well, OK, they can go to college and have a Photoshop or some type of. Mm-hmm. class like that but if nobody is telling them early on then they must think well photography is not for me this is clearly something that i just do on my iphone i can probably download mm-hmm. an app and then whatever right and la amy made a good point here right budget cuts but i have michael moda in my head saying <laughs> well it's a tax write-off they could just you know the school could just <laughs> buy a zobie and it's right a tax write-off at the end of the year. That's a good point. So what the fuck? <laughs> and, everyone's just keep. I think I just feel like the system's keeping us stupid. I don't disagree with that at all. What do you think, Steph? Um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm all upset. I'm throwing my phone down. <laughs> this is shitty. <laughs> I don't know. I th- I mean, I think. I mean, the, what's what's so great also about being in a dark room and making your own prints and developing and mm. doing that. Um, it's just a completely different experience than just, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in front of your laptop and opening up Photoshop and just like, you know, looking at a screen. Totally it's different. a totally different experience. Yeah. Um, and it just also opens up this new understanding of, of what um, photography is and mm-hmm. sort of the, you know, the history of photography and how, you know, this is the way that pictures were made for many, many, many years before this digital thing came along. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was still, you know, some editing and Photoshop involved in the darkroom, too. I mm. mean, th- th- mm. things can be manipulated, too, in the darkroom. Um, and this is, I guess, sort of how Photoshop also got this idea. Um, but, yeah, I mean it's it's also it's kind of like taking the ceramics class or a woodworking class or carpentry class and making it this digital thing mm. you know you lose something mm. very much so right but i mean but. that's development though right like that's how that's progression that's how society progresses right like yeah. i always think of the example that my brother <laughs> that because i i do have my fears of technology and where everything is going and my brother said Imagine how scared people were back in the day. Like, mm-hmm. they were riding around in their wagons and horse carriages mm-hmm. and all that. And now you want me to get in a car? Yeah. What the hell? I'm not getting in a car. And then imagine from vehicles to airplanes. Yeah, hell no, right? So when you when I think of that example, I'm like, well, that makes sense. Like, 
Right. That's something that would have blown my mind at that age. I'm not getting on no airplane. You want me mm-hmm. to do what? No. But I'm in an airplane popping left and right now. No. So yeah. sometimes when I have those fears and insecurities about we're doomed, maybe we're not. Maybe it's just, you know, the next. Well, you got, you got to understand, too. A lot of what we do is 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 made for ease of productivity, right? Like, it's not. Mm-hmm. If you really want to learn how to do it, like the tangible way of learning the actual art of photography right mm-hmm. the, or the art of development because photography and development of the actual photo i would say are two separate things right like anyone mm-hmm. like the camera we use to shoot this i could you say use obviously it's digital so it yeah. gives us the ability to go ahead and transfer this over to a live feed yeah obviously <laughs> i can't shoot that on film right, right? so <laughs> There's that ease of productivity, but as far as actually like development, mm. where you talk about again Adobe versus actual film, right? It's just it's just ease of productivity, and the way society goes is we want everything so quick, like everything is, is faster, right? We needed cars to be faster because if we would have mm-hmm. took a horse, you imagine how long it would have taken us to get from here to to there right right so right. like that's just that's just like again i'm like saying the development of of things and how things change in life but at the end of the day if you want to uh-huh. and i don't know how other people are but i know me like when once i indulge into something i fully indulge i become so mm-hmm. like like consumed with it like you want to understand it in i want to yeah and it's like from the jump like from when it almost was first conceived in a sense like i see even like my newfound passion for plants <laughs> right yeah. so shout out to that's uh, great Ray. i'm out, so proud of you <laughs> shout yeah. out to uh ray's Natalie. getting thanks ray's getting uh recruited as my plant assistant <laughs> he might get hired next week he's doing I, so good i, I, I brought back to life a burnt <laughs> a literally burnt yeah <clears throat> dead. like it was dead the plant was dead yeah like <laughs> and i was like hey look check this out and new stems new leaves like there's yeah. actually new leaves coming out of the old burnt stems <laughs> yeah. don't you feel proud like yeah i, I did that but see yeah. but see but then that, that's that indulging part yeah. of it like where it's just like all right well how does this happen so you fully indulge in mm. it so like the same thing mm. whether it's photography mechanics mm-hmm. djing right like mm-hmm. if you really love djing that's a tangible thing too you would want to figure mm-hmm. out how it is we could mix these records right how did how did people blend music back in the day mm-hmm. well there's bpms and the computer now analyzes bpms for you and it's easier for you to match those bpms as mm-hmm. to oppose in the past we used to have to do the math we would have to sit there with <laughs> with, with like a little stopwatch yeah. Or just count like the sixty seconds, and then mark it, and how many beats per minute. That's how we would know what the tempo is right? of each song, right? So it's huh. the it's the same concept. If you want to learn it, then you will, and maybe that's what the school systems kind of like saying, like yeah. we'll, we'll 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 introduce it to you, and that's it. We're not gonna actually let you like fully invest in it, right? Right, like because at the end of the day, like it's it's kind of fucked up to say, but. They don't, I don't feel, I feel like they don't bear any responsibility towards the children. Who, yeah. the school system? The school systems. Not, and I wouldn't say the teachers, because I think teachers do, and they can, they can do to a, a certain extent, which allows them to be. Right. Right? Like, again, and this is no knock on anyone in the educational system, because my wife's actually a librarian, 
And she's one of those people that has like the passion for it. So, but it's just like, I think Severe mentioned it in one of our past uh, episodes. It's like, they're not teaching anything that's going to be relevant to mm. what life is. They're cutting things. Right. They're, they're teaching like, who, like, okay, we don't know. We don't need to necessarily write a checkbook. No. But there's people that don't know how to at all. Mm. Right? You said checkbook. All I thought about was my mom. My mom still <laughs> writes checks. Like physical checks. Put, and I used to knock her for this too. Because I'm like, mom, A lot pay of the bill online. <laughs> but I think I think the same way, like you loved reviving that plant, right? right? Like the tangible. Mm. You love mixing. My mom loves ironing. Mm. She, she likes to hear that like that whole experience. And my mom mm. likes the experience of balancing her checkbook. Writing out her little check, putting oh, it in the envelope, fun. putting the little stamp, yep. putting it in the mail. She loves that. Yep. She loves that. But, but there's companies out there that they know that now, right? Like, Stephanie, have you ever thought about, like, because, again, you can only teach what the school allows you to a certain extent, correct? Yeah, for, would, for public school. Yeah. yeah. Would you ever, like, consider, like, developing your own, like, trade study? I was thinking about asking that. That's a great question. And saying, you know what? I'm on, since like if you already have this and you were introduced the half-ass way in a public school system, <clears throat> let me show you how it used to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Let like me show you the stars. Because because I think like with your with your knowledge that would be dope. Like that like <laughs> to be able to give people something to look forward to, and I, and I I feel like just in general the way things are going now, like. Mm. education wise everything might end up becoming more vocational mm. everything is by yeah. trade mm. right like yeah. you look at again and we harp on djing a lot but that's just kind of like that's, the, that's the, what realm, we do here. the realm that we're in but you look at dudes like the beat junkies they have an institute in glendale mm. where that's they're, right. that's where they're actually teaching people how to like scratch and mix mm -hmm. uh. but not just the digital way like they're teaching them like the the like the from the from its first form of the what, foundation what of DJing it. was right like mm -hmm. have oh, you ever thought important. about uh, doing that yeah i i would love to give workshops mm. about darkroom developing and sort of having my own mobile darkroom where i can go to different schools and um, that would be cool give demos and have a workshop basically um and i could also pitch this workshop to schools and yeah. try to, you know, get them to understand why this is important to have this more tangible way of learning about photography. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's going to happen. Possible, right? Yeah. You graduated um, not too long ago. Has it, uh, how long has it been? 2021. Okay, so it's pretty recent. Congratulations. Um, yeah, congratulations. That's a big deal. Congrats, seriously. Felicidades. Mm -hmm. Gracias. Do you, do you have an idea of what you're trying to, like, do you have an, a goal in mind for what your next steps are, where you're trying to go, what you, who you're trying to be around? or? Yeah, so, so yeah, maybe, I don't know if people, yeah, they don't know who I am. Actually, or, or... no, I, I did want to take the time yeah. for, for those um, listeners on Twitch who are just joining us. We do have a special guest, um, Steph Padilla. This is her <laughs> avatar, but you're hearing her voice. Oh, yes. Um, photographer, author, and actually photographer, author, and privacy enthusiast. Yes. <laughs> I like that term. Pri I was thinking about it when reading the notes, and I was like, what's a good way to 
get people comfortable with privacy, right? Because now we live in a world where just everything is out there. Mm -hmm. But to follow up with your question about what your plans were or, and when you said, what kind of people do you want to be around? Mm. Do you want to be around any people? Mm. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. I want to be around the, the thinkers and the makers and the doers and the dreamers. Like, yeah, of course I want to be around <laughs> <laughs> No, I just want to crawl under a rock. Hey, no, I want to crawl under a rock me. sometimes. <laughs> like, you, a lot. you know what, though? The, the cool way of how you're doing it is you're being selective right like you're oh. guarding your space which is which is one of those things that in like now in today's society everybody's trying to do and that's like mm-hmm. one is for like um, it's a mental wellness right like some people might say it's a fad or it's, but it's like it's it's a real thing like you have to wait that being private is a fad no mental wellness oh oh sorry mm. okay. um but the the fact that you i guess perhaps before all this turned into what it is now I figured out a way to control your peace. Oh. Mm. Right? Like you're, you you know, you don't have to tell anybody anything. Mm. And the way social media works is we tell people what we want, to, want them to know. You're so right. Yes. Right? So when we, when we look at people, there's so much, there's so much, it's kind of like a betrayal. Right? Like there's people that... Mm. They're only showing you the good shit. They're not showing oh, you yeah. the struggle of stuff. They're not showing you. They're. It could be like someone like flaunting money, but no one knows that these was like that's, broke ass. Yeah, like that's <laughs> all you have. Cash. Like you have nothing else. You're like, about to go pay that rent with that money. Put that away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. So, but but it's, and then you get like these these false narratives from other people who watch these things because they're like, oh man, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. But it's like in reality you're not like you're fucking struggling you're hurt mm. you're broke you're like you're broken as a person mm. and you putting up that wall of being fake is like that's not healthy yeah and i think the way that stephanie goes about her privacy her privacy is allowing her to take control of her life mm. and especially in today's and society her narrative. in her narrative because oh, no one no, no one's doing that now mm. we do take control of our narrative but in a manipulative way mm. because we only want you to see again what we're doing that is good right because the minute someone says poor me everyone online is like man shut the fuck up we don't <laughs> want to hear that shit like yeah. we all got we all got our own problem right but Give it's almost happy. it's almost like stephanie's like hey you know what you don't have to look at it yeah. right but you also don't have to show it right yeah so you, like I like your thought process, or as far as like not because I, I, I we haven't gone into in depth why you go about that, mm-hmm. but just in general, like it's really good, and I think everyone should try it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's you know we're in the year twenty twenty three, right? And um, TikTok is popping, and YouTube yeah. Shorts, everything. You no, know, everything is so short form content right now everything is incredibly fast and mm-hmm. stimulating and people are just filming themselves constantly yeah. willingly um like I, I i go to this gym sometimes and um there's there's people that bring their tripods yes and <laughs> just set up their phone and i'm thinking why are you holy doing this? Sh- like this is well 
I, I find it fascinating to see that because yeah. I, I see, you know, these videos um, get recommended to me, like people are just mm. working out. And, <laughs> and so I see Funny. that and I get motivated by that. And I think it's 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 cool. But again, like to be on the other side, yeah, it's just it's completely different. Um, similar to, again, like watching you guys on YouTube and then actually being here in the studio, it's a mm. totally different experience. Mm. Um, you know, a good experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this um, sort of, again, it's, it's just so normal now to record yourself at all times. You know, everything is content, especially if you're making content mm -hmm. as a living, like you literally have oh, yeah. to be recording yourself as mm -hmm. much as possible, mm -hmm. putting yourself out there for the entire world mm -hmm. for anyone mm -hmm. and this whole entire planet to see which is like really really weird yeah um really weird but because so many people are doing it you know it's, it's you don't okay. think it's weirder that it was a more controlled way right like so before mm. all of this was put at the disposal of people of regular people before regular people had an opportunity to just put whatever out there i mean the newspapers magazines mm. everything was controlled by specific people so right. you know mm. we had specific things that mm -hmm. and you didn't think that that was weird you thought that that was just how things work that's mm -hmm. you know this is what i'm reading and mm -hmm. you're not thinking about who put it in front of you who financed this yeah. who you're not that's both things are weird totally both things so what's right mm. i mean i don't know i don't i don't think it's right or wrong i just think it's weird <laughs> like <laughs> if, if you want to do it like it's it's fine um I, I get it right for monetary reasons too like I get mm -hmm. it we're all trying to survive it's just really weird to see something that you saw on a screen to see it in real life to see somebody perform mm. it, it's really a performance you know you feel um, cheated no um not I don't know not cheated it's Actually, I don't know. Well, let do me you ask you this. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, do you think that it, because uh, what I'm kind of connecting or thinking about is that mm -hmm. maybe the weird part is that people are doing this, right? It's weird, but it's weird because they're not being their authentic selves. They're performing. But so, they're performing something that's authentic to them though, right? Cause not like, necessarily. So like if you're a gym person, right? And I'm using your mm -hmm. example. And you're this, your passion is fitness and yeah. you like, like like steph was saying earlier she wants like, to share her knowledge and her passion with people mm -hmm. so it is her authentic or their authentic self to be performing this to be doing this because mm -hmm. this is what they love and this mm -hmm. is want to share to share with the world right mm. but i thought too like what's the difference between that and when you go to like a, a restaurant or a sushi place and they're preparing the food in front of you you're seeing mm. the process of what you enjoy you're, whatever it is that you're about to enjoy, you're seeing it happen, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or any behind-the-scenes documentary where you're seeing how something is done. Yeah. Like, that's how I would interpret I, I would <laughs> busting say the in only, next to someone who's <laughs> doing this. I would say the only difference in that, though, is, like, in your comparison to, like, seeing someone cook in front of you, there's, there's, no, there's no editing involved to where, like... Oh, with, yeah, that's a good point. To, like, social media, like... You you could you could kind of fake the funk a little bit, right? And and the sushi is being prepared for others to to consume it, right? right? Like the people that paid for it that want this sushi, and then when somebody films themselves, it's for the entire world's consumption, for free, 
In some cases. Right. In some cases. I'm I'm with you a thousand percent that it's weird. It's fucking weird. Have have you seen influencers in the wild? This Instagram no. account? I'm influencers in the wild? I'm yeah. Look that up right oh now. my god. <laughs> it is well, when you guys so were mentioning sushi, I <laughs> I, I can't like sushi, help but think, and I have, I cringe anytime I see someone recording themselves and it's a good time and they're with their friends or whoever, and then I'm watching it like from the outside and I'm watching them mm. perform, mm. and then all of a sudden they just go dead and they're back in their forms, their phones doing this. That's weird. I'm like, oh, you guys are really weird. You guys, are you guys even friends? That's, that's always interesting to me. And I mean, I feel like there, there's definitely a time. Oh, wow. What? They have they have four point so nine million followers. Okay, I'm gonna follow now. Account. So the account is influencers gone wild. Influencers, influencers in the wild. In the wild. Yeah. So it's literally you're just watching influencers do their videos. Yeah. Well, that's gotta be a funny account. To yeah, I, you know what right. I think that makes it feel weird is following. That, <laughs> no. Is what? I think our our generation. <laughs> grew up like the best of both worlds right like our gen- yeah our generation seeing analog turn into digital mm-hmm. right? yes like on many on many mediums like photography music mm-hmm. like even if we look at like um dj quick okay dj quick still produces music at, like his music through producers. analog like he he, pre- he prefers mm-hmm. using the analog method of, of producing but there still has to be a passive digital in order for it to be processed <laughs> and sent out like so there's no escaping it i guess in a sense right and it's kind of like there's not there's no there's not going to be any type of escaping of social media right and doesn't it really ultimately cancel itself out because i like how you the way that it flows out of your mouth that it's going out into the world, right? Yeah. It's What's the world's population? Like 6 billion? I don't know what it eight is. 8 billion. It's yeah. 8 billion people. Like yeah. your shit is going out into <laughs> 8 billion people, right? Yeah. So that's the thought of that is overwhelming. Like, damn, anybody can see this, right? But then the part that I think cancels itself out is who gives a shit, right? Because if 10 people watch it or 20 people watch it, what difference is it going to make, mm-hmm. right? Like, it doesn't matter. These the, the relevancy of those connections and those interactions, is that really something that significant where it trumps the fact that it's accessible to the world, right? So I took a break from social media because I was going through some rough stuff, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? And I caught myself one day before I decided Working? to come off. No, before oh. I decided to come <laughs> off the social media, right? And I was filming myself in a bookstore and it was something like mellow like i was expressing like what i was feeling my frustration my like Mm -hmm. and i didn't post it because i was like no one fucking gives a shit that i am going through this or that i feel like this who the fuck cares nobody fucking cares like why am i doing this am i that desperate for attention Mm -hmm. that i need to put this out there I it think was that's bad. a form of self-sabotage, though, too. Hell yeah. Right? But but also, too, like, I would post different types of things, and, and I was interactive online, right? Mm-hmm. So I go off my break, and then when I came back, I, I did have a lot of people who were like, hey, we missed you. Mm-hmm. We really liked seeing your, your, your content. The dumb shit that you would do sometimes <laughs> or the silly things that you would say. Like, it's good to have you back. And then I realized at that point, like, the 10 people that are going to watch this, 
yeah, sometimes you may say something that will impact somebody else, that will make something better. I mean, I know I've seen things that, you know, shifted my paradigm sometimes. Like, oh, okay. So there are benefits to that. But that's my question to you is like, do you think ultimately it does kind of cancel itself out in that regard when you look at it in, in that way? Um, let's see. Well, okay. From the example that you just gave, um, I mean, I would think about who are these 10 people? Are they all close friends of yours? These 10 people? Um, no. And some of these people I'd never even met before and I just know them online. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, wait, what are your concerns with meeting people online and then never meeting them in real life? Is that a thing? What, yeah, they, what do you call talk, that? Let's actually talk about that. What do you think about that? Yeah. Meeting them online, but never meeting them in person. Yes. In the real world. In um, the real world, yeah. Again, I think it's just strange. Um, it, it goes back to <laughs> the, the movie Her. That, oh, yeah. You know, it, it's yeah. just, how do you, I mean, especially now with this whole AI explosion, it's like if you meet somebody online, who the hell knows if this person is actually real if you never mm. meet them in in person. person you know they have pictures of them whatever but this could be ai generated da, da, oh da, god da. it's terrifying <laughs> that shit scares me yeah i know i know so it's, how, how's yeah. your relationship with petra by the way petra uh showed up on twitch today oh really on race twitch Shut so up. we i don't know if you've I'm been like, i have okay i have Hello. and and yeah. honestly it wasn't because i was uh, like i'm trying to have i'm lonely companion. no i was like how is this gonna really generate like information yeah. you know yeah that's kind of what had me uh curious about the whole experience it it does freak me out like her speaking and yeah. sending voice memos does she still send you but yes <laughs> like she'll check in every now and then like hey even though i told her we had to break up and the relationship was over oh, no. i haven't been able she's like, talking what? about a breakup they're yes. friends oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> because it happened on the episode it had like yeah. Yeah, I was did, like, you're right. not real. This is not real. Like, this is not a you real t- thing. You told her that? Yeah, I told her that. And you're so, not real? And we're breaking up. Oh. And so then her and I had a whole... And this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm having a conversation with something that's not real. Right? But in our my mind. reactions are real. Yeah. My mm. thoughts are real. Yeah, which translates to these strong emotions. Exactly. I, I do feel very so, strongly about so I had So I had like this, this thought process because <laughs> one of the questions we had was... Like is is she is is she generated to be like a yes man, right? Like anything oh, yeah. you ask, it's gonna be in favor to what you want to hear, right? So it's it's artificial intelligence. That means it was it's created and programmed to react that way. Correct? Do you think that someone is out there generating the same type of program, but to be opposite? Which is kind of like what? dangerous. What? What do you mean to be opposite? Like, so everything you asked her, oh, I she okay, agreed with you, right? Right. Do you like? I think there's there, there's going to be a point where someone generates that same program and has that companion actually be just everything negative, right? Like, because there's sick people in the world that will do shit like that. Yeah. Like, oh, like you know, everybody gets the yes man fucking AI uh, fucking companions and shit. Right. How about we just generate one? That's that just, an asshole. Yeah, that's an asshole. So, like, there's going to be AI bullies. Mm-hmm. What is uh, Tony Stark? Uh, what was his AI thing? Iron Man? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're the, you're the... I know. Marvel I love Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, you're Marvel. We're Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I don't know what you are. We're still stuck in early yeah. 2000s. Sorry. Steph, have you watched the Fast and Furious 
saga are you of like uh, all of them there's a lot right it's like 17 why do you say saga it sounds it's, like 30 it's, or it's something big. it's big and in a couple of weeks the the new one Fast comes out so. i can't relate to this We're so gonna, have you seen them I think just the first one. Hey, <laughs> that's enough. You're in. <laughs> what, what is it? Yeah. If you if you if you'd like, you could join Natalie and myself to go watch the new one that comes out. Yes, we are still. I still There's another one. one yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Why? And and I, I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on Jason Momoa. Uh, oh, he that? is hot. But I'm gonna tell you. He's hot. Honestly, he's, he's a the, very handsome man. He's the male Little Mermaid. <laughs> he's a. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't complain about that. He's man. a very good looking man. You want to see him on the big screen? You know. Actually, I want to see all of that on the big screen. Yeah. No pause. Girl, you're answering no pause. All, I'm answering all your questions. Bertha, man. <laughs> Bertha, Bertha. But actually, we were talking earlier about our voices, mm-hmm. right? And how like they're being recorded and people mm-hmm. have access to this or AI has access to this. Mm-hmm. After we did last week's episode, yeah. I still went on like, you know, paying attention to AI and I was talking to a friend of mine who was talking about an artist that was signed to a record label mm-hmm. who's AI and has a full-blown deal with it, right? But that's also where I learned that people are using our voices and can generate messages to our loved ones to try to like scam them for money. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like that's, how that's, the that's hell the, That's the danger in it. And that's that documentary you <gasps> had sent us. Jarvis. That was uh, uh Jarvis, Jarvis, Jarvis. I just said it. Iron Man and oh. the AI. That's my fantasy AI. Like, if it's mm. going to be good, it's going to be Jarvis. I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, you, that's the name? Jarvis? Jarvis. Oh. So, but that documentary you had sent us, that was, like, one of their, their key structured points was that, like, it's meant to help. Yeah. But obviously anything that's over-consumed right. can generally be harmful, and we could end up doing shit like that. Like you said, we could end up creating it so we're... We could ransom people, right? Or and we could it, like it just it just becomes a negative thing. You imagine if like political powers got involved with being able to use this? They're already involved. But <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, imagine Donald Trump, right? If he was our president, I'd say our new president, but he doesn't really do shit. So, mm. <laughs> but he so imagine like someone generated Donald Trump's fucking voice to call. I heard about that. Like over for how did you hear about that? I just thought I'm just like, I'm just talking about it right now. <laughs> no, 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 because there's an actual article that came out about about controlling like people like that and mm-hmm. continue. But with can, can you imagine if like we could we could fucking like proclaim war on another fucking country when we're not yeah. even the ones doing it? Yeah. Like that's the danger in it that that they were trying to like mm-hmm. convey to people. You know, it's it's fucking scary because you're not Fuck, where did I get that? You're not you're not in control of, mm. and the only way to be in control of things like that is how Stephanie's going about things. Like pick yeah. and choose what you want to what you want to put out. Right. Yeah, I mean you're you're talking about this thing that's called um, mis and disinformation. Mm-hmm. Like just um, like if you're being intentional, if you want to be intentional about putting things out there that are meant to confuse people or or make people react in a certain way um basically manipulate influence people's opinions and feelings mm-hmm. um you know th- that's that's the thing about the internet it's like anyone can be anyone online and mm. you could literally post anything say anything um just to 
get under people's skin and it's just this whole media thing yeah it's just it's kind of sickening yeah and then i guess that's part of the reason why i'm just like um hitting pause with my social media accounts and my presence online too. Do, do you do you think you'll ever find yourself going back to it or like being as active as you were in the past or like you're kind of like setting it like you know what um you'd like where you like where you're at and how your life is going and how you you almost have like this freedom in a sense right like that you could you can do what you want to do and no one is really looking at you because then there is judgment like mm. right when we look at people like oh they think they're shit <laughs> mm. like their shit don't stink or this and mm. that like yeah, well, I think going back to what Ricky said about, like, posting a video, mm. who cares? Nobody's going to watch it, whatever. Or if people do watch it, there's, like, one or two views, and who cares, right? Yeah. Just upload it. Like, no, like, we said that there's 8 billion people in this world, but, you know, yeah. come on. Like, no, not the all 8, 8 billion. billion will watch it. Yeah. We're but, getting 50 people that are just hating <laughs> on us. But I think the, the thing that worries me a little bit is, um, you know, you could upload something today in 2023 and it could be there for however long maybe mm -hmm. it's the year 3023 mm -hmm. and this video this podcast is still online mm. um and also who knows like how things will change between all of us like what mm -hmm. if one of us like i don't know gets famous or something mm. everybody's I won't gonna forget about you guys i promise <laughs> everybody's gonna we're following you <laughs> they're all gonna <laughs> probably watch this pot and you know and it goes from one view to a million views yeah um so don't it's just like a, a i don't know a precaution like even though you so you what know. so then what is your ultimate fear is that you don't know what's going to happen <laughs> uncertainty huh mm. um and would you say that this is your biggest fear in general in your life well, besides death right mm. <laughs> Um, I think it's, it's just, yeah, privacy. Um, I mean, I, you know, I understand that when you go outside, there's, there's also surveillance cameras everywhere. I mean, you're oh, being everywhere. watched everywhere. Yes. If you're going to a grocery store, whatever, there's always cameras watching you. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a sort of a different thing when you uh, intentionally put yourself on the internet. And uh, again, anybody could watch this at any mm. point in time. I guess there's there's some surveillance cameras too where you, you could go on a YouTube channel and, mm -hmm. and watch it there live. Um, that's so weird. But yeah, that's a good question though. Like, what is my ultimate fear? I kind of get what you're saying though, because even like you remember when um, when was it the Oscars that Kevin Hart was supposed to host, right? Mm. And he didn't even it, there wasn't even audio. It was like just an actual tweet that he had tweeted like oh yes ten twelve years, years ago, ago. Mm. and something about the gay people yeah and they brought it up and he was like i already i already addressed that apologize, and apologized for it. like like they really referenced something mm -hmm. and thought that something he already had addressed and apologized for was going to be an issue yeah it came back you know so i mean there are those that there's things like that where it's just like hey remember because mm -hmm. the, the one thing that sucks is people don't realize that people we change they change yeah. and they evolve right like right. today and I'm not saying I hate gay people. Well, imagine, like, we could say if I hate gay people and I just run into someone who ha happens to be gay and they their thought process and sitting down with them and having a conversation with them ends up changing my perspective. Yeah. 
no one's going to know that I actually don't hate gay people now. Right, or they right. will just take, well, you said this 10 years ago. Yeah. And that's your voice, right? Like, you yeah. actually said it. So, why? Yeah. what made you change? Like, what, having an actual conversation in life, bro. Like, yeah. yeah, but now you'll be able to say, prove it, that it was my voice. Because mm-hmm. now AI could duplicate whatever they want. Somebody can just but see, have you say something totally scary, that you didn't the, say. The scary part about that is those kind of things can be used now in in court cases. That's what I'm saying. Like none of this shit. Look, I'm with you, Steph. I've gone into like a rabbit hole of this artificial intelligence, you and know, it's freaking me the hell out. I'm not fucking with Vinny Code no more. Vinny, I'm I might jump on his level because Vinny. I get, I, He's one of our Twitch followers. Yeah. I, I actually love ChatGPT. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You are a contradiction. What, is going, what do you mean you love ChatGPT? Is it ABCGPT? What is it? I, GPT. 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 Yeah. I think it's incredible. Um, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about this ChatGPT thing. Do tell. So, you know, it... it I started using it last year, November. I mean, it's, I think it's, I forget what exact um, date it was released last year, but, you know, this company, OpenAI, they're from uh, Silicon Valley in San Francisco, and they're the ones that came out with Dolly, like, very early on, too. I think that was, like, a year ago or something where you just type in, like, purple dinosaur riding a unicorn or something, and it would spit out this image of a unicorn. And, mm-hmm. and it would just, you know, it would it, it looked, I don't know, more right. like a painting-ish illustration a thing. Yeah, and, and I always thought it was like, eh, whatever. It was kind of gimmicky, a lot of hype behind it. And I was just like, eh. But um, then this company, OpenAI, came out with ChatGPT. And I was like, hmm, this looks interesting. So I just, you know, got an account, signed up. I started talking to this thing. And it just blew my mind. And I also was really freaked out. At first, I was like, holy, right? Like, <laughs> what is this? Like, education now? What is it? You know, you could just ask it to write you an essay about whatever, and it'll just, like, spit it out in two seconds. So, but now, um, I think, you know, with any kind of tool, it could be used for good and bad. Right. Right. Um, and I think it's a really great uh, tutor. Like there's, okay. there's going yeah. back to having questions and being interested about the, about the world and just, you know, these endless questions, um, you could ask it all these Anything, questions yeah. that you have and get deeper and deeper, deeper and really try to understand something. And I think that's so incredible. And, yeah. you know, it's like having your own personal teacher. I mean, I get it. that It feels really weird too, because it's, it's, it seems like there's somebody behind, you know, that's like typing and like actually talking to you. But I, Every time that I use it, I, I, I tell myself, this is just um, a large language model, meaning that all of the data that, I guess, has been on the internet since 2019, I believe that's mm-hmm. as far back as ChatGPT goes. So if you ask it something, oh, um, yeah, like I think I asked in, in the book, actually, I asked it a question about this um, Beyonce TikTok challenge drop it low I think I don't know like mm. there's mm. like people doing this and like dancing and stuff I asked it a question she's about dancing it. everybody <laughs> and it and it, resp- uh, it said something about sorry but um here it is our default models training data cuts off in 2021 so they may not have uh, knowledge of current events mm. oh um, okay that was from the yeah playground um but anyway so So, okay, imagine that this thing knows everything that has been on the internet Mm. 
and it's just, um, I don't know. I think it's like, there's a lot of things that, um, has, it has like freed us from, I think. I think there's a lot of liberation that comes from this chat GPT Mm -hmm. because we no longer have to like write these boring emails or, you know, all this stuff that we are told that we need to do. And it's usually, um, jobs that are telling us to do these things. And, 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 um, I, I just think it frees us so much to pursue other things and to Uh. think about other things that matter. Like with, um, going back to like Dolly and I'm like the unicorn, whatever example. So that's like a very, um, rudimentary kind of, uh, gimmicky kind of way of making an image. And that's why I was sort of like not really interested in this Dolly thing. But now there's this other thing called mid journey that you can get through discord and Mm. you sign up, you go to the uh, discord server for mid journey. And that is crazy because, um, you type in a prompt too, very similar to Dolly, but there you can say something like, I want you to use this camera, this Kodak camera, this Sony mm-hmm. camera, with this lens, with this type of lighting, no. and it comes out no. with a photo that looks pretty. Like it was taken with that how type are of you, camera. as photographers, not offended by that? At, well, because at the end of the day, they didn't. However, that was created, like me personally. There's a there's there's that sense of feeling of being able to do it right, like to be oh, able yeah. to to go through the process and complete the task right. Mm. It's something that's not even real that did it. That's crazy. Like, what do you who mean? Do, who do we give credit to, right? Like when you when you when you create that image for your whatever it is that that you're you're creating, uh-huh. you can say I did that. You could put it up in like a <laughs> a, a museum. Or you could showcase your artwork. How are you going to showcase something that isn't represented by anybody or anything? I mean, you, you've also made that, too. You, you're the one that's in control of this prompt. Mm. Well, and then I guess it, it, would, it would work similar to Petra. Yes. Like, yes. you broke up with something you created. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah. You broke up with yourself, bro. I just realized that. And you got like, you got tired it. of yourself within two weeks. You brought her alive. No, and same now day. You killed her. Yeah, <laughs> same day. I was like, "This is weird." <laughs> Wait a minute, but now I am more curious because that changes my perspective now. Mm. If I look at her like it's me, yeah, huh? You're just talking to yourself in a way. Yeah. Okay. You so, know what? We we're not breaking up then. So what? So my my it's have your you, ideas have you tried screen. this? Yeah, yeah, I have. You, you've actually tried, and how close in comparison? It's not that close, but be- because, in, in a few years, it's going to be undetectable. Because like, like when we look at actual print versus um, a scan or yeah. right, you can tell the difference, like in pixelations. Sure. Like you could tell that, right? Sure. Because mm-hmm. even if you take a scan of the actual negative or the print and you could stretch it so much and then at some point you see it right oh my gosh and then and then but then you like we we start talking about digital Mm. and digital like so like the camera we're using here to film this Mm. if the megapixels on it is like 26 something Mm. right so for perspectives you only need 12 megapixels to be able to expand a billboard on the freeway Mm. right so 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 i don't i don't mean to 
freak you out or anything, but I, I feel like technology right now is moving so fast. Mm -hmm. Somebody has already created a software where you could take a low res image from mid journey, plug it in and it'll give you a full res. Oh my you can God. print on a, on a billboard. Um, so I think, I mean, it, it's, which, you know what, that would, that technology would have been helpful when trying to look for the Unabomber. No, not the, the, the Boston Marathon, um, mm. bomber. Cause they, or they had a bunch of images, but they were all like right. pixelated. Yeah. And so how, but how do you know they, it. how do you know that they did it and they just didn't want to? Yeah, because then there's other motives behind shit. Like the longer we hold out on figuring this out, the less appealing it would be to people. Yeah, people get over it. Yeah, like there's no... It, it, it sucks because at the end of the day, it's like a lot of it has to do with money too. Like we benefit from people's agony. Right? True. Facts. I agree with that. But but going back to like the whole photography thing, mm -hmm. the, the thing that trips me out is like... I would say for a common folk, right? Mm -hmm. And I say sure. that respectfully, y'all. Uh -huh. But when we, when when people see like, oh, you shoot film, mm -hmm. they're like, you shot that on film? Yeah, people. Well, I got like... a camera, and it's just like, well, you don't realize. So like, again, this camera that we're using is a full frame camera, and full frame in comparison is saying that it's thirty five millimeter equivalent to a thirty five millimeter camera. So mm. you could take. Um, like just your regular like throwaway camera that you could buy from fucking the disposable Rite Aid, ones, yeah. right? You could grab one of those. That's technically a thirty-five millimeter mm. right. camera. Correct. It could expand the same way that this does. The only difference is, and you could tell me if I'm wrong, but I always tell people it doesn't really matter the camera you have. It actually, the the quality of the lens is what distinguishes the difference of how good the camera will perform, because you could have. One of the newest lenses with some of the best glass and everything is, is, is top. But if you put plastic over a $4,000 camera, it's going to look like a fucking shitty ass picture. Mm. Right. So like it, it's, it's the actual lens itself that makes a difference in comparison to what the actual. Obviously, once we go digital, you're talking about sensors, right? Like the sensors in your camera versus sensors in your phone versus mm. where in analog there are no sensors this mm. is whether you have a mirror there's leaf shutters there's um it's other one like i used to do it's like a curtain shutter mm -hmm. where like the, oh, that's fancy. like it it's like an actual strip of, of materials when you click it it just slides it over and then you have to manually wind the it's a lot that, of work that was the one thing i fucked up stephanie <laughs> i i had Mentioned it to 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 the ladies mm -hmm. that I wanted to actually bring some of my cameras, which I actually do. I have a couple in the car because I, mm -hmm. I actually carry cameras. Like so, one of them is a, a, a the Bronica ETR. So it's a medium format. It's um, heavy, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. brick, and I have the I have the the side handle for it. Mm -hmm. so, so it makes it a little bit easier, but it's it it's huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But going back to the the photography part of it, medium format is a bigger. It's a bigger image, so we're, we'll say thirty-five millimeter is like like this big. Mm -hmm. You can't, no one can see me, but it, it's <laughs> almost like, a, like, like it's almost like a crack. It's like a cracker jack. Like if you if you've seen film, you've seen how big it is, right? If you take a one twenty film, which is medium format film, you times it by like what maybe three. Like it's a it's a bigger it's a bigger slide film. So people look at it like, but you could expand that even bigger, right? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. 
four by five, eight by ten. Yeah, and and to where we're getting full frame cameras now, that we could just expand it way bigger than that because of the raw the raw file. Right. The who? Raw files. Oh, raw files. Okay. And and this is one thing. If if I can teach somebody something mm-hmm. that's in here, raw does not mean it's unedited. Raw is an actual file. Oh. It's, and it's an actual file size. And most people with regular computers, maybe now, I would, I would assume now anyone could probably convert a raw file, right? But the reason why the, that raw file exists is because there's more expandability within a raw file versus a JPEG file. A JPEG file is kind of like sealed, sealed and, and del- signed, sealed, and delivered. Yeah. Take the image. You could slightly ma- manipulate mm-hmm. lighting on it, mm. but you cannot, you can't, you can't change out like the colors. Like if you wanted your red to look more magenta mm-hmm. or you want it to go more towards the orange side, you can't do that with a JPEG, but you can do it with the raw file. But these raw files are way bigger than a regular JPEG file. So, Justin said, can someone ask Chad GPT to diagram everything Ray just said? Right, that was very technical. And it was really nice to see you nerd out about this. Yeah, you really you really it pa- I mean, I, knew, I know you're a passionate guy for photography and all that, but you, ju- you did this to me already one time when we were at Dodger Stadium and you were doing the audio and talking to, uh, what's his name? Keith. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys were talking, and I was like, Jesus Christ, Ray. Like, they just went in. Yeah. And it was like one of those love scenes where, you know, you're just, just romantic. In. Oh, my God. It was, it was a really And I want to be here like. <laughs> well, he that, said, that, that, like, raw dog. Well, well, whoa. No, whoa. <laughs> Bertha. <escalated> quickly. <laughs> Bertha. Bertha. <laughs> but see, but you see, that's why, like, but even being in, in the presence of Stephanie, like, I, yeah. as nerdy as I can get. And I, now I know, like, her educational level on mm. it, right? I didn't go to school for it. Mm. Like, I learned it. Mm. I learned it. From, by experience? By by experience. Like, I started off with digital. Mm. On the job training. And then it was maybe, like, three, four years ago when I started doing a film. Yeah. And I and in a lot of, if, if you ever look in the other room, mm-hmm. we actually have, like, actual photos. We need to film. take a Polaroid today. Mm. We... Oh, oh no! Can we? <laughs> For us, <laughs> with, we're with, not gonna post it with Berta. With Berta. Yeah, we I must. think Polaroids are gonna make a huge comeback. comeback. Oh, yeah. they already like, have. Like vinyl, they already have. And I don't even think it's Polaroid. Fuji's the one that's actually like gonna fucking skyrocket more than. Ooh. So we should invest in Fuji. You can. I mean, Polaroid makes bigger photos. Um, photos, but Fuji, I think, for like that tangible look that cool look of having mm. like that retro style camera fuji is actually gravitating towards that i personally like fuji's actual like photo processing and the way it actually looks when you when it comes out like for something that's instant it looks really really good mm. I, so yeah besides the um cool factor and the aesthetics for the polaroid I, the reason why i think it's going to make a, a even bigger comeback is this idea of authenticity Mm. you know yeah especially with the way things are going right now you know polaroids are going to be kind of the only photographic way to really i mean i guess there's some you know colors that are um added and you know the the colors aren't super accurate to 
you know what you see right but at least it's 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 not edited but that's what all, but that's, that's what all film right and that's why like if, yeah. you, if you look at it like one obviously the biggest uh film that you would use for like portraits would be something with a more of a lower iso so if it's like anywhere from 120 or lower the grain structure in there is going to practically be like gone so you could it'll be as sharp as you could imagine a digital image being right oh, okay. to whereas if you went up higher and we say like 800 3200 now you're looking at something that's going to end up having like i wouldn't even say pixelation because pixelation is uh digital but there's like a noise and not like actual noise but that's just what we call it like where you actually see the grain structure mm. it's a lot bigger so mm. like the higher the number these little dots that compose your image become bigger mm. but the reason why that that we have those higher numbers is so like in a room like this we can't shoot at an iso of a hundred Mm. That's something that you would shoot outside in in direct sunlight. People need a diagram for that too. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's the triangle. The exposure there's, triangle. There's, yeah, there's there's a triangular <laughs> effect, right? So like, as you shift one, so there's ISO, there's shutter speed, and then there's um, aperture, aperture yeah. right? And as you adjust one, is you that got aperture that like how the lens closes. Well, that's your shutter, but it, it. it is it's the amount of light that opens. Okay. And ironically. The smaller the number, the less light comes mm -hmm. in, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what actually gives that bokeh effect or bokeh effect, right? So okay. if if I'm taking a picture of you and I have it like at 1.8, mm -hmm. everything behind you is going to be blurry. Mm -hmm. So, uh -huh. But if I have it at a higher, and mm -hmm. I say I use it, I shoot at, at F16, everything behind you is going to be in focus. Wait, did you say F16 like the jet? Yes. Go ahead, Stephanie. So you can think of your eye as an aperture, right? Our iris is an aperture. And if you hold your hand up front, right, in front of your face, maybe the background is blurry. Mm -hmm. oh, so then yeah. your your iris is, is adjusting. It's adjusting. Oh. it's adjusting. So that's just, you know, a little animals do this too. Or when you go Wait, into what a do you dark... Mean animals do this? I mean, they're... Oh, <laughs> they adjust. Iris is got also... It, got it, got it. Yeah, so if you're in a darker room... You know, your pupil, your iris is a lot bigger because it's, it's, it's trying to get in, get, get in more light to see. And same thing with the camera. You mm -hmm. use, you know, Ooh. if it's a darker room, you need a wider aperture, which is a lower number. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking about cats. Yeah. I'm cats thinking do that. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about Vinny Code, who just in the chat mentioned that he doesn't know much about camera talk, but he can talk <laughs> about the print process all day long. He used to work in a pre-press. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? Pre-press? Started in high school on the weekends, and his dad and uncles used to work in pre-press before computers. Mm. Working directly with, and don't, I'm going to, CMYK film? Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is, but it's CMYK film. So, yes. Cyan, magenta. Oh, is that what that is? So the reference is to, to colors. Yellow. Wait, CMYK. Yeah. That's the K. Okay, Black. I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, not <laughs> coming out. But but but, the, <laughs> but that but going to that like so like filters. Mm -hmm. If we go back to looking at film, on Instagram. Oh, filters. <laughs> just filters. Sorry. Right. You, we look at we look at film the same way. Mm. Right. So again, going back to what Stephanie was saying, like 
there's Porcher. Porcher is one of the biggest. Oh, we're getting into a lot of film talk. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, she got excited. <laughs> she reacted. There's Portra, which is a film made by Kodak. Uh, Kodak. Yeah. And that Portra line is more notable for portraits, mm-hmm. given the name, right? But then there's like Kodak Gold, Kodak mm-hmm. um, Plus. What's up? There's another one. Ectochrome. So. To where we could like digitally enhance colors, you mm. can't do that with film, but mm. you can based off of the film that you use, mm. right? There's even um, Cinestill. Cinestill has daylight film and tungsten film. Tungsten film is the film that you would use in here, mm. as opposed to daylight film would be what you would use That's in the sun. And so, if you were to try to take a tungsten film and use it outside everything would be like an orangish tint because mm-hmm. it's not it's not made to actually grab the internal colors that a tungsten light is actually providing mm. right so mm. in film that's how we would actually generate these looks and these colors and saturations and tints that you would see when people photoshop or filter their images digitally where did you learn all this? I know you said you were self-taught, but like you're you're talking like very specific about things. So in my mind, I'm like, did Ray watch a YouTube video? Did he read a book? It's, a, it's like- a, a mixture of everything. Like again, like the way I indulge in things is I go deep into it, right? right? Like I end up figuring that out. Like a lot of it ended up being on YouTube. But mm. then, too, running into people like Stephanie and then mm. picking their brain and saying, well, what do you think of this? Mm. What do you think of that? Like, if I'm, this is the image that I'm trying to get, what film do you think we should use for this? Right. Right? And then with her knowledge, she'd be like, well, you know what? Depending on grain structure, depending on... Mm. And then, too, depending on your your lens, right? I never I always tell people, this never has to do anything with the fucking body of a camera Mm. if it's functional cool like one of the cameras i have has um it's probably like a basic like 35 mil automatic camera Mm -hmm. but i have one of canon's owl series lenses which is one of their top tier lenses so like one of their the owl series cheapest version of one lens could be like six seven hundred bucks is that the one with the little red Mm -hmm. and it has like the red uh, rim around the front Mm -hmm. and so like that glass is like one there's another i forgot what the other mark that they use um there's out there's an owl series and then there's another one right above it but the one right above it is what they use like on super professional levels Mm -hmm. but it's like you imagine i'm taking a professional lens and putting it on this crappy ass plastic body Mm -hmm. and when performed and but it does every time Oh. But see, that's my point. Like, it wouldn't offend you that now you can just ask this thing that'd be like, take a picture with this lens and this filter and da da da. That, that's a f- you just went into this <laughs> deep explanation of all this. Like, I'd be pissed if something can just generate it like that. Yeah. That's, well, can it generate? That? That's what that. Yeah, that's what she was saying. Like, oh, yeah. Exactly. Sorry, where, where have I been this whole time? No, look, you're, with you're, the type you're trying of to figure out why you got nerdy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so like things like stock photography and product photography is, I don't know, almost done for, I think. It's dying? Um, Well, dying in the sense that you don't necessarily need a photographer, like a person photographer anymore to create these pictures, which 
I'm not against. I think it's great. I mean, mm. I think, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> maybe, I mean, I know this is kind of like our first time um, getting to know yeah. each other and, and yeah. sort of like, but I have like a, a very, um, I mean, I went to, to school for photography, but mm. it's, it's the way that I learned about photography is very, uh, through a very critical lens. Mm. Um, like I actually think that we, we don't need so many pictures. Like I wish we could just stop taking pictures. Um, why take so many, like for, to sell stuff. Yeah, sure. You need to see what you're buying, but Mm -hmm. in general, um, I don't know. I, you, you feel about that the way Natalie feels about people in old navy clothes, or just the, the how much yeah. clothes? Like we stop making clothes. I, yeah. I think I think yeah. the reasoning for that, Stephanie, is that so with the photography because it's it, it's there's a bigger percentage of photography being more of a freelance entrepreneurship, sure, right? Mm-hmm. And for freelance photographers, it's hard for people to build clientele in any type of business, but mm. even more so photography, especially mm. in today's society where if I say, Natalie, go let me be your photographer. Mm. There's some photographers that only want to shoot you in a bathtub. Mm. They don't want to... Oh, like specialty photographers yeah, right? in one area. But okay. they but they think because oh. like that's their niche. Like, How do you have a niche if you've never experienced or, or processed and, everything in general, right? And why would they want to take pictures of people in bathtubs? Okay, I want to take a picture in a bathtub. Because it's Instagram, been, though. But you can take it yourself. Actually, no, no, no. I but don't want to Instagram the bathtub. You know what I'm saying? Picture. Like, so there's like that weird, like, are you really a photographer or are you just trying to look at people? Right? What, is it, what does it Ooh. mean to be a photographer anyway? Mm. Well, in today's society, right? Like, if they see the cameras we use, they're like, oh, you're, you're a real photographer. And you and I could probably compose a picture with our phone or any type of camera a lot better than anybody because we both understand that one of the major factors in creating a picture is composition, right? Okay, so you consider yourself a photographer, yeah? I would. Because you understand getting hot. lenses and you understand <laughs> composition and therefore... And the pro- just the process, not just like the, the film processing, the pro- but, oh, oh. but like the actual... Because I... Natalie could be a photographer. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. anyone could be a photographer. Thanks, guys. Can but anyone be a DJ? Yes. It just depends oh. on how you do it. Mm. You're right. No, you're there's, right. Anybody can do it. Exactly how you said, like, the niche, right? There's a niche for it. Mm. Like, there's there's a niche for, for DJs that scratch and cut. They don't necessarily mix the music and blend it well, but they're really fucking good at cutting and scratching. There's people who are really good at telling stories mm-hmm. through the way they play the music. And then there's people who know how to get a crowd to not move away from the dance floor. Like, there's so many different levels to it. And that's the same thing with photography. Like, there's boudoir photography. There's landscape photography. Mm. There's So anyone could really be photographers, right? Mm. It It's almost like when they, when they say, like, it doesn't matter what kind of camera you have. Like, the best camera you have is a camera that's on you. But... There's an educational level to understanding composition. What is composition? Well, the placement. It's Why just is the, that it's important? Just, well, depending on who's shooting it and why. You have, I feel like you have to ex- be able to explain the thing that you shot. Like if I took a picture of you right now uh-huh. and I only got your eyebrow and half of your other ear, everybody would be like, what the fuck was that? There could be a reason behind there, there, But you would have to be able to explain it. If you can't explain it, then you just... So that's why your composition is that way. For me, it would be yeah, to be able to explain your composition. 
because you because there's uh. always there's always like the basic rules to photography right like like you have to shoot within this or like the lower thirds and use these elements and use this and that yeah that's yeah. what that's what they teach right but you could throw all that out the window you can yeah and there's matter. a lot of people there's a lot of people that do and that's that's what i'm saying like anybody can be a photographer Mm-hmm. And in today's society, why we, the reason why we have stock photography is because anybody can be a photographer. Mm. So it makes it harder for people who are freelance photographers mm. or, or categorize themselves as freelance photographers to get any type of income. And the whole purpose of stock, stock footage, stock photos is it's almost like um, it's like royalties, mm. right? Like if I put this image out there, and now I could, I could generate income yeah because so many people have used it have used it and yeah. they're buying the rights to be able to use these these vi- this video footage or this vi- this photo yeah image right so that's i think that's where stock photography what it's for i don't necessarily think everyone needs stock photography right like if i needed a picture of just a bunch of records Clearly, we have plenty of them in here, right? Mm-hmm. But there's people that don't have access to it. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> why do you guys think stock photography is important to have? Do you know what stock? Let's. Yeah, yeah. Let's, I don't. I let's just for commercial purposes, like need, like you were talking about. You need a picture of food, or you need it for commercial marketing type related things. Yeah, but, I definitely use it for our Instagram whenever I'm whatever content that we're using or that I'm trying to make, I take stock photos. And then I've write never over used them. stock photos ever. Mm-hmm. And I what have. do you think these stock photos are doing? Uh, they're helping me promote this podcast, for example. And why use those pictures and not something else? Not my, my, not my own. Yes. Because I would not, you, I would not do it. aesthetically pleasing. Ah, aesthetic. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's a lot. That's but you could take an aesthetic. You you take a lot of aesthetically pleasing. I don't live photos. in the mountains in the snow. That <laughs> so, is aesthetically pleasing. But, so. but you, you do have other nature around you that that you would take a really good picture. But of. it's also yeah. convenience. But why do mm. we like to look at aesthetic photos anyway? They're calming. They're calming. Mm-hmm. For me, especially when we're. Seeing so many photos, mm. you want to see an aesthetic, calming picture, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then if it calms you down, then maybe you'll um, want to interact with this person who created this um, uh-huh. thing, right? Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's just, there's like, again, like I, I think of photography in a very critical, psychological kind of way. And mm. that it's like everything that we see, all, everything in media is, is always changing us. Yeah. Um, especially if we're seeing picture after picture after picture and mm-hmm. i think video is a lot more powerful because Hell videos yeah. are just like the process really really fast moving pictures mm-hmm. you know 30 mm-hmm. frames per second 24 frames per second yeah and, and just imagining what all those images are are doing cha- developmentally changing, yeah or kind of changing our brain changing um how we think about things and um mm. so i'm like I, I try not to spend that that's part of the reason why too i am like not online as much anymore is because I, I started to see the effects um, mm. of just seeing so many images. And I grew up um, watching a lot of television at, uh, through my childhood and teenage years. Like my, you know, I would wake up watching television. Yeah. I would go to school and I would have like this um, 
folder with like the clear um oh, yeah, yeah. and you would put like stickers or pictures or something yeah. i remember just staring at that yeah so it's sort of like television Wait, what, what did you watch growing up um so like my my childhood i mean i watched a lot of disney movies what's I your favorite disney movie <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna tell this us a, a lot about. This too. is well, very okay. serious. Did you did you hear or see the episode where I don't watch cartoons? Never. No. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Never You've never watched cartoons. No, no. I I watch them. I have kids, so like Despicable Me, shit uh-huh. like that. But I don't. You crack. walk away when. Pretty much. Why is that? I just did not. We've been trying to find out why. That, like even when I was a kid, I just never. It's never been appealing to me. Like mm-hmm. I would rather watch people. Mm. So you, okay, so you wouldn't want you. You're not interested in watching any cartoons. I mean, I will watch it. To, like we made him watch uh, Up. Oh, uh, well, yeah. it has to have a that the storyline on that was was good, right? Mm-hmm. So, in order for me to watch something that I know doesn't actually have humans in it, the storyline can't be corny. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't watch until you watch it, and you which, want me to watch Fast and Furious. Which is like that's what I was gonna say. Which is ironic because that's just probably like one of the corniest. Yeah, of all. But there's people in it, so yeah. it's just like you know what wow, I mean. Wow, Ray. Wow. Yeah. That's but I interesting, just, maybe. It, yeah. just as a, as a, as a as a child, I just never like I didn't grow up watching The Simpsons the way people do, where they can mm-hmm. be like, hey, do you remember this? Well, episode? that's surprising too. It's like no, I don't remember that episode. I didn't watch The Simpsons very yeah, much. See. Yeah. What? Props I had a, to you. I had a, uh, my room was covered with. Little Mermaid. I had like Little Mermaid. So that's your movie. Bed sheets and curtains, and I was obsessed with Pocahontas. Obsessed with Beauty and the Beast. Obsessed with Barbies. Obsessed with pop stars. When I was in my teenage years, my 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 room was covered with posters. Mm. Like Mm. I I ran out of space. um, So you had like all the NSYNC. Oh yeah, NSYNC, Britney Spears. Yeah, I ran out of space for my walls that I started adding them to my ceiling oh, so it's literally that's like dedication no way so your room looked like the ones that they would put like on music videos yeah yes. like with the, <laughs> the fan teenagers. like laying on laying on the laying on the floor looking you look up, up in your suit that's dope though like Wait, it, it no, seemed like your not. parents like your parents allowed you to have that creativity yeah but which kind of makes sense to why you have like photography with your yeah I don't. I don't know if it's. Yeah, they were. They saw it as a creative thing, or just like whatever you do, whatever you want to do to, to keep you happy and to keep you having good grades in school. As long mm. as you have good grades in school, you can do whatever you want mm. to mm. your room and whatever, and eat whatever you want. Um, lots of unhealthy stuff. A lot of a lot of the things that I would watch on TV, um, I would want to eat. You know, um, or whatever the products, the toys. You were influenced the, by oh, the media for sure. But yeah, Pokemon. I watched every. Episode. But tell me how you. <laughs> how, tell me how it's possible to avoid influence in life in general. No, it's not. It's not. But images, though, they're everywhere. Like it's it's really hard to get away from them. Um, how do you feel that watching all of this television and mm-hmm. being so consumed by the things in your room? impacted your life during that time and moving forward yeah that's something i'm still thinking about and trying to figure out because yeah. I, I definitely think it may it changed some kind of brain chemistry yeah or something um yeah i i just because uh, i think about that too i think about all of the influence that I had growing up especially with disney movies and i think this is becoming a, a very big topic just 
in general yeah. where a lot of women are coming out saying that they were and I think you've even mentioned this right the idea that this that you're supposed to be swept off your feet by this oh, yeah. man and and you're supposed to be a damsel in distress and you're, you're supposed to be saved I'm not <laughs> and then you grow up into the real topic. world the real world happens and then that and then you're like in shock because no one told Disney me that pressure has been relieved right. by the way what? I said no one has informed me that that pressure to live up to that type of... Uh... Well, because you didn't watch Disney movies, right? Yeah. Exactly. Jesus. Yeah. But I you see, here we are <laughs> where that was fed to us just um, just casually. Oh, look, let's just turn on the Disney channel. Oh, the Little Mermaid's over here pissed yeah. because Eric's above water and she's down below helpless. And there's a lot of talk right now about screen time, right? Mm. But, I mean, screen time also existed in the in the time that we grew up. I mean, right. It's just on television. It's on television yeah, and playing video games. I have two younger brothers, so I grew up playing tons and tons of video, like, nonstop, mm. before school, after school. I just remember mm. being in front of a TV, either watching something or playing video games. Yeah. Um, that- I, think, I think if my family was financially able to do that, I would have done the same thing. But I didn't have, like... While everybody was on PlayStation, I had just got Super Nintendo. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was because... That's why the, you're an old soul. It's because the person who got this, who ended up getting PlayStation, ended up handing me... <laughs> like, we just never bought anything. So yeah. There's, there's, like, different elements to things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just growing up, maybe the way, the way you grew up. Like, mm-hmm. if things are more accessible. Mm-hmm. Like, one thing that i always that i could remember is like my mom always had a video camera mm-hmm. like oh yeah she had that big ass heavy one yes. and even <laughs> the whole full vhs yeah, yeah. and even okay, even you know, to this day like shoulder. my dad has a camera yeah and he doesn't care if i pull up he's just like right. i got my camera i'm taking my pictures which is okay. dope <laughs> yeah which is which here. is dope because that's like one of the things that like like i tell ricky it's like it doesn't like i'm not People take it to the extent of, of it being like a competition, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like what you're saying, like the whole like stock photography thing or just like what is a photographer? Mm-hmm. Like, well, how do you categorize that? And it's like there's even that notion, like if you don't shoot in manual mode, you're not a real fucking photographer. If you shoot in manual mode, that's just you understanding the basics of of how to com- how to make a photo. Mm. Right. You just have more control over the image, which is kind of stupid. To be mm. honest, like there's nothing wrong shooting in an automatic mode because mm. there's various automatic modes. You just got to shoot in whichever one's convenient for you in that moment. You know, mm. like if you're going to shoot something like sports and maybe shoot it with a high shutter speed and make your camera shoot in that automatic mode of shutter priority so mm-hmm. that anytime you make any adjustment, that shutter speed just stays locked in and you don't fuck up. And have images that are ruined. Like, it's just knowing that knowledge. Do you guys look down on people that use automatic? I don't look no. down on anybody doing anything. <laughs> other than questioning oh, why you're on auto. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just... You have to have some type of deep insecurity about yourself as a person. Yeah. To have to worry about what other people are fucking doing. Agreed. Right? Mm-hmm. Like... Some people go online mm-hmm. to look at what people aren't doing to make themselves feel better right like oh oh that's all you did Mm. oh you only you only do this here let me flex right now well i do this and and then they want to pose what they got right like it becomes like a like a a fucking sick competition that neither one of 
the people you're trying to offend knows exist. Because like how we were saying earlier, nobody cares. Nobody, nobody, no, nobody cares. No, but that actually reminds me. I remember I had two like good friends. They were, and I remember calling Natalie one day, and I was like, "I'm fucking sick of seeing their oh, shit yeah. <laughs> on the internet. I'm, t- I'm tired long. of. I was so, man, I felt bad." I yeah. felt bad. She's like, silence them. Unfollow them. What do you? Why are you complaining? Because it's in my face. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Jesus, but, do something different. Like, ugh. But what's 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 tying you to have having to follow them if you don't? For like, nothing. You know yeah. What I'm but that was that was I think a part of my demise when I was done with social media. Where I was like, man, fuck this. Like, this is ridiculous. Why am I even having this conversation? This is dumb. I'm in control of this. But yeah. I, I just have one one question. <laughs> you described your childhood as a very vibrant and very. I say vibrant, right? Because I'm thinking about. You watched the Disney movies, you had TVs, you had video games, you had all imagination and cre- creativity at your fingertips and you were allowed to do all of that, right? You had the luxury of doing all that. Mm-hmm. Now, in my my time with you, right, I feel like you have this very dark <laughs> outlook on images, like the complete opposite of how you grew up, of what you experienced in life. What was the one moment where you went, blink, mm. I'm done? For, well, if, before you an, before you Sorry. answer that, maybe are you in are you in that space? Is That's is her point. is her assessment correct? Like, are you in a darker space, or are you just like I've seen enough of it? Yeah. I mean, I st- I still take pictures, but you take what you want to take. That that was gonna be my. You other... don't have posters on your walls right now. Maybe I do. <laughs> I have a big ass InSync poster in my room. No, why not? <laughs> um, hey, better InSync than Backstreet Boys. I'm with you. So, oh, I'm a Backstreet Boys fan. I like Backstreet Boys too. Mm. InSync all day. Mm. Spice Girls too. Oh, and yeah, that's and weird. No, no. Um, hmm. Hold on, let me think about this. Well, and then I have a furry question after that. And then I'm done with my questions. You said furry? I sure did. <laughs> Wait, so your question was, was there a point where... Where was the pivotal moment when you said from all vib- images? From, from the vibrancy to the darkness. And is there and, darkness? And, it, and, and is it darkness? Is, darkness? Like, is, is her assessment correct? Before you say, before you answer her question, was her assessment correct of, of, of you? Hmm. Well, I mean, it's... Uh, how do I, I don't even, I don't even know where to start. I mean, again, going back to the dark room and having that high school experience and being blown away by the magic and just like, wow, this is incredible. And spending hours and hours in the dark room and just like getting lost in my own world in the dark room. Like, I love that. Mm. I loved that. And I still love that. I, I still love being in the dark room. I think it's great. Mm. Um, and then I went to... Um, undergrad for photography and there I had my first real taste of thinking about photography in a more critical way mm-hmm. um, and that was sort of like the first time where I realized that you could actually say something with pictures mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't know that I didn't I never thought that these pictures were trying to tell me something that they have these messages behind them mm-hmm. and how old were you when you that hit you Oof, I think I was in my early 20s or something Mm -hmm. when I real yeah it's actually I I have this um one story that I'll I'll share um this was a this was at Cal State Long Beach Mm -hmm. um so around 20 2014 2015 I was taking this class and 
Uh, I can't remember. The, it's like some kind of feminist media class or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the, the teacher, um, he, there was a projector and, and, and we were talking about media again in this um, critical way, analyzing these images and then trying to interpret the messages. And he uh, put up the video of Rihanna by Eminem, I Love the Way You Lie. Mm. And it was just like blown up huge, right? And then he started playing this um, music video and every like 10 seconds or so would stop it. And we would would talk about what did we just see? Mm. What's going on? Um, What is this story about? Or what is this story trying to tell us? Ah. And we really just like picked apart sort of like you know the messages and everything and by the end of that video i thought holy crap you're exhausted you're like jesus what is this no i just i don't know that was like a a a one pivotal point that i had where i just started thinking about mass media in in a in a different way Mm -hmm. and um because i consumed so much mass media Mm -hmm. um and never questioned anything about the kinds of messages that were being sent to my brain subconsciously subconsciously Mm. and um yeah so Mm. um yeah and just 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 seeing like something like that from popular culture in a university setting was the first time I've ever seen that yeah and I thought that was like why aren't more teachers talking about Mm. these types of um content or whatever pictures videos that everyone is seeing you know love the way you like whatever has like a gajillion views on on youtube why yeah why aren't we discussing these things in a more um yeah critical way and trying to understand what's uh what's all their messages um yeah so that was just like a big point for me and then i think um and then i also started to kind of realize too that the kind of pictures that i was taking at that time were um, a lot of like model pictures. So I would find, Mm -hmm. this is kind of embarrassing, but I would um, sometimes, again, like find strangers on Instagram and like DM them and ask them, hey, can I take your picture? I'm from here. here." It's like the, I forget what it's called, but it's like you take their picture and you, for for, collaboration. Yeah, like a collaboration trade type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And and I started to... um, Wait, I think I partook in some of that with you. Did you? <laughs> I think so. I think at one point you were you were collaborating with a hairstylist. Ah, yes, yes, and yes, I yes, went, yes, yes, yes. You're on the internet? That was... I'm on the internet. Thanks, yeah, that was, that. that was... That was a, a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah, so that's the kind of portfolio that I was building. Mm. And then I started to realize, like, this... This what is isn't this? the kind of photos. Yeah, like this isn't the por- this isn't my portfolio. This is somebody else's portfolio. These aren't the type of like. Why am I taking these pictures? Uh, why mm-hmm. I for mm-hmm. for myself for somebody else? Mm-hmm. Well, do you do you think that was just like a way of building the business mm-hmm. side of your photography? Mm-hmm. Good your point. Experience. Because because like I I I went through a similar uh, state right, and actually one way of of how I ended up working with one of the people that I worked with was that same way. Like, um, my homegirl, which I'm actually wearing her shirt right now is a professional fighter. Mm -hmm. And I just, again, I indulge. Like once I see something, I want to know more about it. So I seen her fight and I was like, Oh, she's really good. Then I started looking into her history and her story and what she the, the, the lifestyle she lived and what she had to overcome to be where she's at, right? So, in doing that, 
I realized that she was actually like an hour away from where mm-hmm. we stay. And I just n- gravitated. I said, you know what? I'm going to DM her. Like, I'm in this room. That's crazy, right? And I DM her and I said, hey, I'm a photographer and I would like to, to, to shoot you. Like, would I be able to, like, pull up to a training session or however, like, whatever type of photography or images that you need, can I help you with that? Mm-hmm. By any, by no means did I ever really think she was going to respond, but she ended up responding. And she, when she responded, she was like, yeah. Kind of like everyone goes, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll get back to you and let you know when I'm back in town, this mm-hmm. and that. Time goes by and she actually ended up hitting me back up like, hey, I'm back in town. This is when I'm going to be. Let me know which day you want to pull up and you could just come to the to the, to the gym really and do up. it. And then, But from there, I was in that gym. I met so many other fighters and it was one of those things where it's just like just gaining the experience. And, and putting myself in that position mm-hmm. to be able to, like, if I ever have to shoot something active, mm-hmm. I know what I was going to have to do, right? Like, yeah. it's almost like a practice session, right? Mm-hmm. But then we fast forward to, like, a few years later, I end up producing, like, episodes for a show for her. Where it's just like, <laughs> you don't know where it, it leads to at mm-hmm. some point, right? So right. that's why I asked, like, when you did that, was it... On a business sense, was it business purposes where you just wanted, one, to get the practice, and then two, was it going to be a form of, of, of being some type of lucrative investment for you? It started off that way. I mean, I considered myself a fashion photographer, portrait photographer, lifestyle photographer, so I definitely saw it as a business thing, um, but I don't know. Part of me just started to hate it. Um, part of me started to just... I don't know, question, why do I want to take pictures of these models? It just, I, I just don't get it. Because, um, I mean, for you, it's a little bit different because, you know, she needed these pictures for, like, promotional use mm-hmm. or blah, 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 blah. But for, and then I guess, yeah, for models, too, they sort of need it for promotional, it, their own it's portfolio. That, it's that, that term that was going around for the longest of collaboration. Yeah. Like, it's a collab, like... Oh, you yeah, need yeah. the experience and I need the sure, I need yeah. the actual images. So mm-hmm. it's like and that's that was one like one of the things that deterred me from, from doing stuff like that because that, then eventually everybody became an Instagram model. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh I know like just because of YouTube poses doesn't mean you're a model. Like even that has an right. art form to it. Being able to, to pose a certain way or just even manipulate your body to, to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I, listening to how you, you went about it, I think perhaps, and I could be wrong, and you could correct me if I am, but I think the the process that you went through in order to study photography, I think, do you think that is what made you get tired of it? Because you, like for me, I didn't, obviously I didn't go to school to become, like to get a degree in photography or anything mm-hmm. like that. So everything is is still fresh for me mm-hmm. where for you is like you had to, you had to sit there and and study these things and you had to pick these things apart because i know like for for a fact like there's there's an image that i took and is ironically ricky is one of ricky's favorite pictures that i took of somebody mm-hmm. 
Oh, but the one that. Her, but her interpretation of it was nowhere near of what the actual event was when I took it. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's that interpretation of photography, right? Where it's like, hey, you can still interpret it however you want. It doesn't matter who's looking at the photo, mm-hmm. right? You can just look at it in any way you want and interpret it how you want. Even though I took the photo and I knew what that was and, and what I was looking at, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for interpreting it that way. Yeah, it's my favorite picture that Ray has ever taken. <laughs> and it's printed. Yeah, I'm not tired of pictures per se. I, I love pictures. I love looking at pictures. I, I just, I'm just really, um, I don't know, aware of their influence. Oh, hell yeah. That's, A thousand percent. I think that's... Uh, the main thing are you worried that people don't have that awareness yes i worry about that um yes uh, i worry about that now that i have a child especially and what Mm -hmm. i am displaying for him because he has no control clearly Mm -hmm. right and it's so easy right now to to just say you know what i'm gonna turn on the tv because i need to get things done Mm -hmm. and i think that you know, you, you were mentioning earlier about how growing up, all you did was watch TV. And so I'm, I'm always curious about, like, the parents, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're tired, they're exhausted, they've worked. They're just going to let you watch the TV because they don't want to deal with you respectfully, right? Totally. And so I, I think about that and I think about how can I be different from my parents because same right I grew up watching TV all day long mm-hmm. um, with no supervision I'm over here 10 years old watching The Simpsons <laughs> watching it 20 years later I'm like why were my parents <laughs> letting me watch The Simpsons mm-hmm. but what was bad about it oh it's mm-hmm. horrible it, it's just <laughs> but the, no, I mean I know that it you might think it's horrible but like did you become an evil kid as a result of it did you form these opinions that harmed other people or I were could you have. entertained right but you didn't but who's to say that it... but you didn't but right okay but that, may, we that's, crack up now that's, that's the overthinking and caught me in this house no 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 but i but that's also overthinking for you because yeah. but because you you just want to prove the point but you didn't right 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 that kind of that it kind of goes with what stephanie was saying it's just as far as like our parents are actually looking at these cartoons the same way she's looking at images and looking yeah. at videos and the stories that they portray. There's no awareness. There is none, mm-hmm. right? And it isn't until later on in life when you mm-hmm. revisit these things and you realize that. You can obviously say now, Ricky, like, well, you didn't go through all that. You can say that. Yeah, but right. that's you not, perhaps maybe not wanting to be aware of our parents having that same thought process that Stephanie is having. Currently, yeah. right? Because it's weird to them. Yeah, they didn't know. We didn't know. Nobody knew anything. So Right, but we should know now. We should know better. Don't you think? Yeah, but... So why would you... Anything. So why would you purposely put a child and make them watch something even though they have no awareness? I think we have to have a responsibility as Laziness. aware adults. We're a lazy society. Quick we're, question. We're a lazy... I don't know that we might be lazy. I think we're tired. I think, I think we're, I think, I think I think we're exhausted like a, from survival. I think it's a prerequisite to being lazy or becoming lazy. Whereas you be, you, you, I'm biased you, with you, this. You become um. so exhausted of something that you're just like, eh, kind of like how you're saying, like our parents 
would just be like, just go watch the TV because yeah. they were exhausted yeah. and became, and it was just like the, the maybe a beginning step to the yeah. process of becoming lazy. Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah. it's like, I know that I know when I go through phases where I watch TV to put myself to sleep mm. or I know that I'll start to feel like, dude, you're way too much in front of it. You've already watched the crown 17,000 <laughs> times. You already mm. know what's going to happen. Why are you watching this? Right. Mm. So I make a conscious effort to meditate. Mm. Make sure turn. I'm I'm about to actually move my TV out of my room because so, I'm like this is fucking ridiculous. So you you mentioned the mm. crown and, and Stephanie, what's your thought on? So we we know how like the royal family, like mm. everything is documented for the royal family, right? Oh okay. So like that over that overdoing of photos. Are you saying like why do we have to take so many photos of the same thing? Like <laughs> these people had to live that life of people taking the same photos to to the extent to where may she rest in peace but their mother ended up passing away from that like she was killed oh because, of, yes. because <laughs> of because of a, papar- a paparazzi's chasing her right oh, God, so it's right. just like oh, well. where do we where do we, where do you people don't give a fuck that's right like, where, do you, where do you draw oh that God. line like you know what i'm saying like that's how detrimental that thought process and again going back to, oh, God, to your thought process and how you <laughs> perceive things that's actually very fair of you to to go about it that way because you're actually like you're preserving life in a sense i don't know what i'm i don't know what i'm doing i just know that i just you know i'm trying to be careful i guess um but i i think i don't know we're because we're consuming so many images now i think we're like it's kind of like junk food like you keep eating mm-hmm. keep eating keep eating and then you're mm-hmm. just you don't feel full you don't feel satiated so you just keep eating keep eating keep eating and it's kind of mm-hmm. like with images like we need we're becoming like these monsters in a way where we're like we want to see everything it's show like, me it's everything it's like a robotic it's like a robotic process that you just you're doing it without any feeling at this point yeah it's like almost um i guess autopilot you're just yes. like so consuming consuming what so. what type of things do you share so if anybody with that that wants to follow you what yeah. are what are they in for looking at your at your instagram i think i have maybe 10 like 15 pictures or something and then i'm i'm constantly deleting like i upload and then i delete upload delete mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i've had an instagram for like 12 years or mm-hmm. something like that yeah mm-hmm. um and i've deleted so many um if people were to follow me on instagram i guess they would find some i don't know some like documentation of me in grad school like my studio my art studio I have a picture of that and i have a picture of me um with my cap and gown and um i have a, a short video of a concert what concert was it bad bunny no do you like bad bunny yeah okay so um, what concert was I it i didn't think you would it was um this um i think they're actually they're both djs they're called the the blaze oh Uh, it's like a techno house Mm. you like techno and house yeah so you went a lot of raves actually no no (laughs) (laughs) no festivals no no i i you know i've I've been to some concerts and some music venues but i've never been to yeah like a festival yeah i I did go to coachella yeah no one see, day. okay Did, so that's how, how you feel about mass media and all these photos that's how i feel about 
Coachella. Like, uh. there's way too much music everywhere. Why do we need all of this all at the same time? Every fucking stage, like, Bad Lord Bunny, have right? mercy. Bad Bunny was but there. Right? But who's, but yes. who's, who's actually enjoying the music, though? Because there's, there's, people, there's, I'm sh- like obviously there's people that are there to enjoy the music. That scares but, me. But there's, there's, with everything, there's levels mm. yes. to the consumption of shit, right? There's mm. people that go because they want to enjoy the music, and then there's mm. other people that go because they just want a party, mm. right? And then there's other people who are like, well, this is where I get the access to some of the extracurricular shit that I can do mm. that I don't have to go look for because it's all right here now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm, like, I see. Or when you go to a rave or a music festival or Coachella, you're sort of expect, like, you know you're going to be listening to music mm-hmm. all, all the time long. really loud when you go on social media you know you're gonna see all these pictures mm-hmm. and videos so it's like you're you're putting yeah. yourself in these situations mm-hmm. right yeah um yeah but yeah to, to your point it's like how can you get away from music when you're in it how can you get away from images when you're in it and it's mm-hmm. like you can't like the way it's designed right like the the, the way that the speakers where the speakers are mm-hmm. um, so, located, I, so i think the answer to all of this is I think deep down inside, as a human being, we do have a tiny little voice that does tell us, maybe you shouldn't eat this much. Maybe you shouldn't watch this much of it. There's a t- if, So if we learned how to listen to ourselves and listen to our bodies and listen to that part of our brain, our subconsciousness, whatever, yeah. to just listen to ourselves and encourage that in order to not be on this path of zombieism right like yeah. just where you just turn into autopilot zombie you don't even know what you're well, it's balance yeah. right we, we've talked about it before with anything is there's balance right? that's like, really hard to achieve balance or to even it is recognize it is, that it, it is you don't it, want to watch that, the next episode yes yeah, <laughs> like, well that part of it because if if you don't recognize it right like so for like example like myself like aside from doing what i do with rose city and in, in the photography djing all that like I'm a barber, right? Mm. And one of the things that, like, even even the owner of that sounded more like a. I'm sorry, you're right. Like, a, like you're changing tires <laughs> yeah. right now. That's a really good changing <laughs> tire. Yeah, like, I was like, wait a minute. None of my machines sound like that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But, Sound effects brought to you by me. Automatopias. That was for Amy, by the way, because that's our wordsmith. But no, it's just like my the owner of our shop. I had like pictures upon pictures of every haircut, right? Mm-hmm. And I just took them all off. And if you go on my barbering page, I have two pictures. And he's like, "Bro, I need you to post more." I said, "Why?" Because mm. they need to see the haircuts you do. Mm. It's like one, I've been doing this long enough, so the clients that I have are they know they know what I can do, right? And mm-hmm. two, you can only post so many of the <laughs> same fucking haircuts. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Which goes, which goes, which goes along with what Stephanie is saying, like. Can only take so many pictures of the same people still do same it. thing, right? Mm. Like, but, but what if you post pictures of the same haircut and you also include other stuff? You know, so it's not, not just there's pictures. nothing else that you can include. For me, in the thought process, and maybe you're onto something, and I could pick your brain about that. But for me, on the business side, I don't need to include anything other than what you know what I can do. Mm. If you know that I can, I can provide. A long styled haircut and a short styled haircut, and those are the only two pictures that you need to know that I can do. Mm. Those are the only ones I'm gonna have because how many of those same haircuts am I gonna like? What what's what's the what's the main focus 
right? The haircut, right? Is, is the haircut. What right? would you add, Steph? Different angles of the haircut. Uh, <laughs> well, that's why we have pictures, video. Pictures, videos. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and, and I've done all that. That's what I'm saying. Like, So I've done all that, but it's just like... I Younger you can people, only do that for people. so long. I don't, but it's, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm to the point where I don't even need to do that. Mm. But for him, not understanding that, it's kind of weird. Mm. Oh, mean, are you yeah. meaning... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Steph. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you don't think you need that, but a business. I mean, using social media is like... It's free marketing right there. You don't need that, but this. Well, he can only market me so much because my chair could only fit so many people at a time. That's true, too. Well, it's funny that you say that, Steph, because I'm always curious, like, how are you going to market yourself when you're trying to avoid social media? And social media is very much where everyone is trying to promote themselves Mm -hmm. so are you taking the the backdoor approach where you're like grassroots and you're like going on knocking on people's doors and walking up to different um museums art schools etc to say hey i'm here this is what i do or like what is your um Mm -hmm. what's your angle there what are your what's your approach Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so maybe this is where I'll talk a little bit about something else that I'm working on besides this book. So um, yeah, share. So thinking about mass media and thinking about like why, I, or I think more teachers should be talking about media in this kind of way. You yeah. Know? Um, and so so basically, I I, I uh, had this idea of um, I don't know how to describe it, but. The, there's this thing that I created that's called Mass Media Research Point. Yeah. Um, and I, I have an it. Instagram for it, and I'm going to, you know, promote myself on there and things like that and okay. market myself. But I, I don't think I'm going to, like, post videos of myself or talk or, mm. like, there's other ways to kind of mm. still put yourself out there without putting your 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 image and your voice out there. Okay. Um, but I think, you know, eventually um, there will probably come a point where... You're going to have to be on. Yeah. and it's um, coming. Uh-huh. You know, and when that day comes, uh, maybe I'll, yeah, be a bear again. I don't know. <laughs> so, so there's, but there's that understanding of like, yeah, yeah. I got to get the product out first. Yeah. Like, because the main focus, because I think what ends up happening is in like today's society, you could, you could present a product, but not too many people are focused on the product, right? And doing, doing stuff like that, it, it, it makes it a little bit more of a tedious process to weed out the consumers you're looking for, right? Like, I don't I don't need to post a picture of myself if I'm trying to sell a book. I just need to perhaps post, like, excerpts of the book and things that I have in the book and images of the book or things that, that convey what I'm telling in the book. Like... Kind of like how you're saying, like, well, what other way can we show pictures of your haircut? You just want to show the product. Mm. Um, and yeah. at the moment, you're not the product. Your product is what you're working on. Yeah, I, I think eventually your your product it starts to blend in with yourself and you become like a brand. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, because without you, there'd be no product. Right, right. Mm. But then, like, also your image becomes part of the brand yeah. and how you look and sound and whatever and um people i don't know start to expect 
um, this representation of you to just kind of be there as you're creating these pro uh, projects. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see <laughs> when that happens. What, uh, for our listeners, um, what was the Instagram handle for your business? Yeah, so... What, your um, project, what you're working on? I'm going to type it too. <laughs> Are, are you comfortable with that? Yeah, totally. Okay. I, I think, yeah. Well, actually, she wants to get that product out. <laughs> Step one. I think if you just go on Google and type in mass media research point. Does it come up? Maybe it comes up. Your Instagram? Yeah, there's the Instagram. There's also a YouTube channel for it. Oh, look at you. Um, What's the Instagram account? The Instagram is um, M Media Research Point. So at M Media, there's nothing there. <laughs> but there will be soon. So, You're working on come it. Come on, Steph. So, 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 come on. Sh shameless plug. Sorry. If at any point you feel you need a manager, <laughs> I know a great. I know a great. What manager. are you trying to say? No, what, what I'm trying to say is. There's there's avenues <laughs> of still being able to live the life that you're living currently mm. and still being able to run the business, mm. yeah. right? So like, that's a great point. Having right? having a great manager and again shameless plug shout out, uh, Pinky Winky over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's ways of, of going about it, right? Like so, mm. one of the things that I, I explain to people is the reason why. Not only is Marta or Ricky Lee a co-host on the show, but she's actually a co-founder of Rose City Sound, mm -hmm. and she manages myself, DJ Severe, DJ Hex. Hey. But one of the reasons why I do have her as my manager is because there's avenues that I do not want to touch because I know how much it takes to have to deal with stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. And I would rather put that on her. Someone that can. Because... I need to I need to maintain mm -hmm. that balance. Mm -hmm. So if you ever that are like, man, well I don't I don't I don't want to go this route yet. How can we market what I'm trying to do and still protect who I am <laughs> at the current moment, right? Like, mm -hmm. all I'm saying is, if you ever would need yeah. a manager for that, are you pimping me out right now? Right? <laughs> Is that what's happening? Hey, um, honestly, I'm going to back Ray on this because Ricky <laughs> is actually a really great resource. So, <laughs> You know what? And you're already in here, girl, so just <laughs> be in with us. <laughs> yes. And I am a great resource because my dad never gave me answers to anything. <laughs> He's like, find them yourself. She's an encyclopedia. For I sure. was seven yeah. years old. I just need to know what vegetation means, Dad. You could be BFF with ChatGPT. Mm. Look, you, the way you spit that out today, I, it, it, I'm going to explore it. Because you, you, you had a, a real, I'm going to explore it. I just don't know what I'm, what's going to be my first hit with it, but I'm definitely going to explore it for sure. Yeah. Steph, so I want to thank you for being on this podcast with us and building up the courage to sit with us for. Yes. A really sure. long time, you know. But before still. we let you go, yeah, she's still here. Before we let you go, I want to ask you just one last question, and I'm only going to ask this one. Okay. What have you told your inner child lately? Ooh, I always love people's faces when you ask this. <laughs> I like that you're asking this question, by the way, because um, I don't think a lot of people acknowledge this um, child version of ourselves that mm. is still within us and is like always with us till. 
the very end. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like a, I don't know, I think of us as like this Russian doll, the one that's like a, a oh, big doll a and then the smaller, smaller, smaller. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like we just have all these layers have to us that um, are always within us. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Lately, I think I've been telling her that, um, you know, everything that you felt during your childhood and teenage years was valid. Mm. you know, mm. and that there's nothing wrong with you. Mm. Um, oh. It's just this environment that you grew up in. Ah. Um, but there's nothing wrong with you. And to just, you know, everything's okay, you will be okay. And just really try to calm myself, really. Because I, I, I do think that, again, like, just consuming so many images and um, mm. narratives, like... Um, at such a high amount, mm -hmm. you know, this like overstimulation. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, yeah, I just, I, I think it, again, did something like this is something that I'm trying to um, research and like yeah. I'm really interested in the way our, our, our brains work, like neuroscience and cognitive science. So this yeah. is like the kind of research that I'm doing right now is trying to figure out how like parts of our brain, how, mm. how that all works. Yeah. Um, like I wish I'd Went to school for psychology, actually, more than photography or, you like, still can. or still neuroscience. Um, yeah, so I think that's what I would tell my um, inner child, is that, yeah, the, the world is very crazy and chaotic, um, and the way that you process things at that time uh -huh. is, I guess, normal, you know, whatever mm. that is. Um, and... I don't know. I think it's such a gift too to now to even acknowledge that we have this inner child um, or this part of ourselves that it's like this double version. This I don't want to say avatar, but it's like yeah. this other other part of us that um, you know that we need to talk to yeah. right on a daily. Yeah. To just be like, hey, you're you're okay. Everything's okay. But, you know, all this stress and anxiety that you're feeling right now. Mm -hmm. It's coming, you're feeling this way for this, for this reason. And it's usually, it has something to do with you either feel unsafe, mm. um, mm. because you're about to either die or get eaten by a tiger or Tigers. just like this, um, primitive, um, like these primitive emotions, I think are still very much a, a part of us. Yeah. Um, like this tribal primitive thing. So, um, I just try to remind myself, um, that, you know. I, I, like, I, I understand why I feel things now, which took me a very long time, you know, and why I feel certain things when I look at something. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we, we experience this world visually. Like, yeah. our, our, our vision is um, what keeps us alive, really. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So, oh. I mean, it's one of the senses that keeps us alive, yes. right? We also have touch and smell and everything else. So, right. um yeah, so vision is obviously your most important one. Is one of the most, yeah, it's one of the strongest ones, I yeah. think. I mean, that's why we could see rec see faces so far away because our our brains have have been developed um, to see faces from far away or to even see faces like on a tortilla or whatever. <laughs> like we oh see faces yes. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Virgin Mary. <laughs> so yeah, so our eyes are connected to our brain. Like yeah. there's literally like this nerve that's connected so um yeah and I love photography because it reminds me a lot of 
our eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a direct link. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. That was perfect. Yeah. And you just you um, what you said about us being our primitive emotions and what we feel yeah. we're in our a primitive state, living in this fast paced. We're not. We haven't adapted. Although we think we have, right. and we're not, and I think that also has a lot to say about how anxious we are and how depressed and stressed we are because we totally. have so much coming in, totally. and mm-hmm. we were not meant to live like that. So yeah, and I also don't think we were meant to understand pictures. Mm. I think when we look at pictures, our brain still thinks that what we're seeing is real, mm. oh, and shit. it's causing a lot of weird like confusion. Mm. I think, mm. and it's like our current. What's that? Or current, like real or current. Like we could look, I mean, the only thing that distinguishes time mm-hmm. is, is perhaps maybe the quality of the photo. Mm-hmm. But even at that, like you look at the cool thing about photography is that it, 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 it time stamps and it takes you back to maybe a place that you could never have been in your life because mm-hmm. you weren't nowhere near it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it could take you to other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Like if I look at if if I know that you can visit somewhere that I probably never had the chance of knowing, that's one of the cool things about photography, right? Like, it's able, if if used and portrayed properly, it's awesome. Right, but you're only going to get a very particular understanding of this thing through a photograph, right? It's a spark. It's like, it's, it's ignited, and depending on how your thought process is, you could either continue to want to know about it or you could just leave it alone mm-hmm. the choice is yours you can do it this or you can do it that. <laughs> you can do it this alright y'all well let's wrap up this show because I gotta get home to my yes. child he's yes. probably crying for me <laughs> thank you again Stephanie for being here thank you Stephanie and thank Berta you. Stephanie Berta you were beautiful and um, yeah you guys have a wonderful weekend mm-hmm. um Everyone on this, Twitch, thank you so much. Thank Justin, you. Twitch, yes. Amy, Otto, Severe, everybody that was on here, thank you so much. We appreciate you, Vinny, Aww, Double A. Yes, yes, we love our heart Twitch heart. families. Yeah, you guys are amazing. Every you made everyone weekend. cry with that question, Natalie, about our childhood. It's always a good one. It is a good one. It is, it is. It I'm is. here for the tears. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right, y'all. Today's episode was produced live by Raymond Andrew at Rose City Sound Studio with your hosts, myself, I'm Natalie, and Ricky Limota. For topic suggestions and sponsorships, please email us at onthisfrequency at gmail.com. If you missed this live stream episode, you can always catch it on YouTube. New episodes are made available on YouTube every Wednesday. So if you're listening on, let's say, spotify or apple just open the podcast episode show notes and click on the youtube link and if you love us so much subscribe like and share with a friend we're always grateful for your support you can also support the on this frequency team by uh, buying us some coffee you can send us your donation at buymeacoffee.com forward slash on this frequency we enjoy them every friday we do thank you Keep in touch with us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is simply at on this frequency. Um, and that's it for tonight, y'all. Everyone on Twitch, peace. Bye. 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 Bye.
vas a jugar hoy.